see, in this world, there's two kinds of people, my friend. Those with loaded guns, and those who dig. You dig. Dave, got you back? Always. <laughs> that seemed planned, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Fascinated with Booms. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> Unless he calls, he's like... Yeah, you got that tractor and extra space. I need you to dig a hole like six feet by like three feet How by big like. How hole can you get? Yeah. Can you have it dug in 20 minutes? Yeah. I'm, I'm coming in hot. Yeah. <laughs> How many people got those calls yeah. live by the desert and shit like oh, that? Oh, yeah. Oh. There's so many bodies in the desert, oh, I imagine. So it's that great line from uh, Casino. It says, Joe Pesci says, you have to have that hole already dug because you don't know if who's going to come out there and what's going to happen. So, yeah, man. Yeah. That's I've only crazy. had to do that a couple of times <laughs> when I was in the desert. <laughs> Digging holes sucks too. I remember uh, for Project Threshold. Yeah, we had to. Well, pro- twice yeah. we, had to for, we had to do it for. We had to do it for Silent Dove. Mm. I didn't have to. You guys did it. Well, yeah, that wasn't that bad. I didn't see that was me, Ethan, and uh, Josie did a little bit, but it was mainly me and Ethan. But that one for Project Threshold, that was filling a big it, fucking filling horse. it in. I got pneumo- That was the last time I was sick. Yeah, it was one of the last times. I think I got sick one time after that. Because remember it was raining, yeah, and we had to literally go get the dirt was somewhere else. I remember like the, you saying that, yeah. You know, you're on an indie film when the director and the producer have to dig the six foot hole. <laughs> hey, we finished. Like, Don't we have people for this? Yeah, we finished the entire movie. Come on, let's go and fill in that hole now, yeah, Dave. Yeah. And it was like two weeks later, and we both were like exhausted. I bet. That's we, what Benji was like. You're gonna have to fill this in. It's ah, no problem, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, you say yes to everything, right? If yeah, you yeah. can get a location, yeah. And the woods, that was one of our best locations. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like every one. scene in the woods with the oranges, the yeah, way that especially when you can get in woods where someone owns it and you're not there illegally. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. True gorilla style. <laughs> yeah, well, we had those. Well, we have too. done that. Though. <laughs> yeah. Showed up at that the gate, gate, that gate out in front of that apartment complex. <laughs> I almost I, want to contact that community and say the fact that no one called the cops on us should be very concerning to you because <laughs> we were out there doing shady shit. Yeah. About, we just happened to have the gate code. Oh yeah, the gate. Yeah, we stole that shadily too. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, we didn't. Oh, oh no, we right. didn't. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> nothing. That just fell off the truck. Yeah, <laughs> that coat. It just, it's just, it's in just in the air, and I just reach it. up and grab it. Man, I'll tell y'all, y'all, y'all sound like a couple of old wild west outlaws. Uh, oh, look what he did there. Boom. <laughs> he was looking for that opportunity. So yeah, today we've got a what we would consider fabulous. Hopefully, you're not just turning this pod right off and going to the la- the last one or the next one, uh, because we're talking about some westerns here, but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's some on here that would be considered your dad's westerns, but a lot of them on here are some modern day westerns or your childhood westerns too. So I think we've got westerns on here. That so, what would you? Oh, wide open spaces. Wide open spaces is, is, is. I'm talking about characteristics of classifying. Oh yeah, a yeah. western. Wide open spaces, but not necessarily no. horses, but probably. 1800s. Yeah, in the 1800s is usually 1800s, 1700s. You've obviously got those towns with the saloon and everything. Not to mention, obviously, cowboys and Indians. Uh, Indians. (laughs) Those are classic things. Or cowboys and aliens. Uh, (laughs) Is that on your list? (laughs) Thankfully, it is not. (laughs) Good taste prevailed. Is that a bad Harrison Ford movie? Yeah, but it it should. Everything about it should have been great. John Favre as the director. Daniel Craig and Harrison Ford, yeah, like alien technology. I'm like, man, I, I, we went or I saw it in the theater. Did you see it with me? 
I did not. I, saw, I don't think I, I saw definitely it. saw it in the theater. You told me it was a piece of crap. Oh, it was a piece you of saved crap. me from a bunch of movies. Yeah, yeah, that was one of those. See, I didn't have anybody give me advice. I paid for it on the yeah, red yeah. box. I'm <laughs> usually, yeah, I'm usually not too too wrong if I think it's really horrible. But every once in a while, people are like you said that was bad. There's another yeah. Gone fishing, and I don't. Yeah, see, <laughs> why why Wes isn't on anybody's list. Uh, yeah. Uh, Oh, did you put it on your list? Uh, I did. Oh, yeah. oh boy. <laughs> That's all right. It's, we'll get there. I'm tuning out right now yeah. with you. <laughs> Dave, Don't worry. Hang on, and we'll all make fun of it together. <laughs> so, yeah, when I think when I think Westerns, my mind immediately, because I could have easily put five Clint Eastwood movies on here. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Because Definitely. almost like Clint Eastwood. I mean, he ruled that genre. So him and John uh, Wayne. John Wayne ruled that Him and genre. John Wayne really are like the king daddy actors when it comes to uh, when it comes to westerns, but probably even more so Clint Eastwood because at some point Clint Eastwood directed all his westerns mm. too. I mean, the first maybe couple that he was in that he didn't, but almost the majority of all his westerns were done by him. I know I have two Clint Eastwood movies on, I- on mine. Uh I like the fact that a lot of westerns were done in Italy. Yeah, some of them. I really? mean, the, uh, the Sergio Leone yeah. uh, ones that uh, that Clint did were definitely an Italian one. A lot of them were done in those backlots. You know, they have that great yeah. backlot. That is that Paramount why they're has. called spaghetti westerns? Absolutely. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you speak the truth. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I, this was always something with me and Dave for certain were were fans of mainly because this is what our dad. Yeah, watched. our dad he, fucking loved western. Yeah, he loved western. The slower the better. And yeah. I think that's kind of like the generational thing. Like yeah. you know, with you saying that you think Clint Eastwood is bigger than John Wayne. Like if you asked people our parents, yeah, age, they would you say know, John well, like John Wayne is the Duke. You think know? about think about especially think about the TV shows. Yeah, Bonanza. Oh yeah, Wagon Train. Gunsmoke. Yeah. Gunsmoke. Well, These were huge. And Clint was on Gunsmoke. So yeah, oh, these right. and that's three transition from wasn't the guy from wasn't the guy from Star Trek that played Bones. Oh, Isn't DeForest he? Kelly. Yeah, he was in a lot of he old was westerns. westerns. Oh. Yep, he was too. There was a great western I don't have my on my list called The Searchers with John Wayne that oh, yeah, had the yeah, other yeah. guy from uh, Star Trek. The one that originally was the Kirk that was in the uh, the Menagerie okay, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that was like, in the chair. Uh, paraplegic. Yeah, he was really good in that uh, that uh, Searchers one. But yeah, so this was something. There were ones that we watched with my dad who we thought were really slow that probably uh, didn't hit with us as kids, but there were other ones that were just really great. There's a lot of great action and great uh, shootout scenes and fight sequences. And every little kid grows up playing cowboys yeah. and Indians. And I they're remember. still doing these movies, so they're, they're modern ones on here. You have one on your list from 2017. I have one from 2017. I have, I have one, one from, from 2010, the... one from 05, So I have one from 2018. Oh, 2018, or, yeah. I don't know if... Oh, no, that's 2017. 2017, yeah, yeah. but then maybe from 2016, yep. too. And then from the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, all the liner from so the 90s. Only, I only have two that were The oldest on mine is... Uh, I got one from 76. Yeah, you got one from 59. Which is probably the oldest movie I've ever showcased in my list. Or on the pod, probably. On my pod. Or on, on any on of them. Probably. Uh, Have we done? I had Old Man in the Sea. Oh, now that was like, was that 50s? I think it was. Okay. So, yeah, yeah it might have been earlier then. Yeah, we're going to have an old school one on here one of these days. Yeah, Black and white. I think it's going to require some homework. Yeah. You're going to have to give me a lot of prep time on that one. <laughs> but luckily, I can just come over to your house because yeah, I'm sure you, you have them all. Oh, I have. How old is Arsenic and Old Lace? Is that old? That's old. It's I've heard 40s. y'all mention that a couple of times. It must be a good movie. If you want to watch a good movie, that movie's 
fucking awesome. Yeah, oh, that man. movie could easily be done. It, I'm, it is done as a play. A lot and a lot of, of the Jimmy too. Stewart ones, Rear Window, oh, and, yeah. the Bur- and all the Hitchcock ones. Those the Hitchcock are all ones old are all movies. super early. But one of my favorite classic movies of all time is the Sweet Smell of Success with Burt Lancaster and yeah. Tony Curtis. Love hmm. that friggin' movie, man. That was like the fifties. So uh, yeah, we'll have that one day. But today we're gonna just focus on westerns. And like I said, I, I always thought that in it's still in our wheelhouse that someday we're going to make our own Western uh, because I think horror Westerns is is like ripe to oh, be yeah, done. Oh, yeah, that'd be a good there. one. And there's some on our list here that have elements of horror in yeah. it. I would classify uh, one of mine as having yeah, an element of it. It but, definitely has But not like not the supernatural thing. horror. No, but there's that element of... Uh, Similar to space, you know, where it's wide open, there's nowhere to run. Yeah, no one, no one can no you scream. scream. Yeah. <laughs> it's that same exact thing as space, and, and it's easily be doable, you know, if you have horses and uh, just great wardrobes and set locations and everything, it's probably pretty cheap. Yeah. So. yeah I, you know what? And I guarantee you, if you found a location and you booked a couple weeks shooting and you put an open casting call for oh, yeah. extras... Oh, yeah. People would show up and camp out oh, yeah. there. Especially if you're free. doing it yeah. in California, Arizona, yeah. and Mexico. Those places right there, people would like flood over to uh, to do that type of stuff. Yeah. So we could do a tropical movie here. Yeah, like I even it. have uh, <laughs> right. Hell, my first one here is uh, is deals with in Australia, the outback, which yeah. is another area where you don't even think of that it has like some great horror kind of western elements because it's just so wide open. Wolf Creek, man. Think yeah. Wolf, think Wolf yeah. Creek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, And nobody lives... And my first... One of the five first encounters with anything west in the West or Midwest is when I went to New Mexico and... Uh, yeah, both of you have been out West. I've never been oh, out yeah. West. I'm fascinated you with the West. Why is West? Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's not... <laughs> it wasn't... It's West of the West. Yeah, that's West, west of the West. west. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's but almost I, East, it's so West. <laughs> I remember going... To Carlsbad Caverns from Las Cruces, and uh, it was the we went through um, White Sands Missile Range. Yeah, the great signs. It's like anyone crossing this line would be subject to be shot. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> they had signs on the side of the road. Make sure you have you know four gallons of water. Yeah. in your tank. Next yeah. gas station is two hundred miles. Yeah, oh, man. you've been able to That's time scary. that out. I, I do what not if you have had a Humvee. That much faith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How you, what, does a Humvee get two hundred yeah, miles right. to or a gas tank? Hell, you had like that Chevy Volt, you know, that might get two hundred to a charge. Oh, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> You'd be pushing like, yeah, the last and, twenty. And even if you make it to the gas station, you can't hook up. You just better <laughs> have spare. Yeah. like. You have to have gas cans, gas and, cans and stuff like that. And too. that's modern day. So imagine 1840, you know, in a covered wagon. Uh, I've like, never had a car that I've had that much faith in that I would that would drive that. No way. And I have to do it in a rental. Yeah, we drove her old ass Cavalier. No, no, hell no. no. I drove my truck from Gainesville to Arizona, back to Gainesville, it's, back to Arizona, back to Gainesville. You're you're rolling the hills have eyes dice for that, type of, <laughs> that type of trip guys, right there. Yeah, and you literally, and the scary thing is, is when we were driving, there was an hour and twenty five minutes we didn't see another car. I bet. Yeah, and it was I and my my first inclination is like, let's drive a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, because but and so then I'm like, your, yeah, then I'm like, uh, you hit one thing and get a flat. Oh, or, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't want to mm-hmm. fuck this car. Screw that. Yeah. But if I did buy a sports car, I'm going to, I'm going to the wide open spaces. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I say we go right into it here. What All do you right. got, Justin? So number five, I'm actually really glad that we get to do this. I've been really wanting to put Young Guns nice. on, 
the on the pod. Um, great Guns cast. Was huge from our childhood, obviously mm-hmm. the '80s. Oh yeah, yeah both yeah. of them. But they were. I mean, you're doing number one. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, we can talk about too. Yeah, we can touch know, on it. It was every single actor of that. Yeah, who was big. Who yeah. was big. Yeah, I mean, Emilio Estevez, Kiefer Sutherland, Lou Diamond Phillips, yeah. who does not get enough credit. All three of those were in number two. Yeah. Um, who, get, who plays in? He, he they get cast as an Indian a few times. But who's he Spanish? Yeah. Blue oh. Diamond Phillips. Yeah. Oh. Um, in the in Young Guns, he was a a, a Mexican Indian because remember right. he had to cl- he was correcting people constantly yeah, yeah, about yeah. it too. Yeah. Yeah. But then you get into the cast that didn't make it to number two, like Charlie Terrence Sheen, Stamp. yeah, Terrence Stamp, Delmont Mulroney, uh, the kid from Stand by Me. Oh yeah, uh, Chuck Sheen doesn't he buy it in the first one? Yeah. 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 Uh, the kid from Stand By Me, he's the uh, the one in that on the right. Uh, Casey Semesco. Yeah, that's. Him. I already yeah. know my favorite scene of that movie. Yeah, oh, I bet. I <laughs> know two a little bit more than one, but yeah, go ahead and tell us some one. So uh, well, so also this is pretty much the story, you know, of Billy the Kid. Billy I don't kid, know yeah. how true to history it's supposed to be, but whatever, it's my. I history. think a lot of the Billy Kid history is kind of up yeah. in the air. Yeah. Well, I ate lunch with Billy the Kid. With this Billy the Kid. just wow. got exclusive. I <laughs> ate lunch. In a restaurant that was converted from the old one of the old jailhouses that he broke out of. Oh, oh nice. wow, cool! And That's they, awesome. And it was a Mexican restaurant, and they had one of those wall of heat that had like fifty different kinds of hot. Oh wow, five hundred different types of hot sauce. Oh god, they have dishes named after like his victims and shit. Oh wow, <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying <laughs> no, I don't know. But they, they they had a big sign and. And uh, it was kind of a novelty. That's but, cool. Mm. Hey, you got to do what you got to do to get people to come in. They yeah, right. Hey, they had good burritos. That's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how they would have got me in. They didn't give a shit about them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, so basically he is, um, he's on the run for killing somebody. Yeah. Um, and he runs into uh, Kiefer Sutherland and what's Zod's name again? Oh, uh, Terrence. Terrence. Thank you. I'm just, I, I, I love know. him. Yeah. Man. yeah, no, he's you great. You call him Zod if you'd yeah. like. <laughs> I never even think of him. No, and, from that. and the I two, think of him I think from, from the Limey, Limey a lot, yeah. which I'm going to talk about probably next week in our Revenge Pod because oh, it's nice. one of the best friggin' things he ever did uh, that people haven't seen. <laughs> so in the movie, it's kind of a short-lived, like how he rescues Billy the Kid, mm-hmm. brings him back to his ranch, and of course, you know, the regulators. You know yeah. how much I love the regulators. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do I? Oh, yeah. yeah we mentioned The, the oh, Warren okay. G song. Oh, I um, And so... Mount up. now i don't really know how long it was supposed to be um that he was there because it just he was rescuing all those kids right like that's to work he basically took in disenchanted youths to help honest you say youths (laughs) (laughs) you don't get many movies where terrence stamp is the good guy a lot of times too Mm -hmm. you know which is funny because he, he seems like he would be. I loved right. him. Not to go off on a tangent, I loved him on Wall Street. It says, not oh, only yeah, would you yeah. sell out your mother, you would send, send her COD. Oh, shit. <laughs> I could buy you five times over. Yeah. He was so Get great go. in that role when he just stepped in there and did that because he's got such a great voice. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And like, uh, and that's why he was great in the line because he's got that piercing stare that he could have easily come into this movie and played the, the, the Jack King Palance's shit bad character. Guy, yeah. yeah. Which Palance is another person that. He, he flip-flops between being a really good guy and a really bad guy because yeah. he's also got that great voice. Well, you, well, you love him as Curly. 
Yeah, I love you know? those curlies. Yeah. <laughs> curlies gold, man. That's right. <laughs> curlies. But uh, so yeah, so uh, and he's like a cattle rancher, and he's mm. got a store and everything like that. And then Jack Palance is like the competing farmer and, or rancher and store owner and everything like that. So there starts to become a feud between them, and eventually Jack Palance's people kill uh, Zod because yeah. <laughs> he had those Brahm- Brahma cows, those ones that they brought over from I think. London or something. No, they, they were from like Spain or somewhere where it's hot because they hold water. Uh-huh. So they need less water. Huh. Oh, interesting. And so, you know, feeding your animals is all about providing grain and look at the big brain on it. <laughs> there's, there's someone i don't know why someone down the street has them because it rains yeah 600 <laughs> inches every yeah, year, yeah no kidding but they got them they got them that's <laughs> awesome they're weird looking and they have that they giant oh, hump on the oh, back I know like a camel talking about now yeah so they basically slaughter their mentor um and they become you know the regulators then become deputized yeah. and it's like okay so we want you to go and arrest these guys and bring mm-hmm. them back so they get to the first guy and he's kind of at like a bar slash whorehouse something like that brothel um and they're <laughs> like all right billy well here you go in and get him because they know billy's you know a little off and uh and so you know he goes in he like makes sure that he's there and he goes into the bathroom because he hears the guy's about to go and take a piss Mm -hmm. and so he goes in there just fucking shoots the guy you know like he doesn't shoot him in the back he whistles at him and has him turn around and you know he had been acting like he's taking a piss so when he turns around he's not holding his junk he's holding a gun Mm -hmm. and he just boom you know shoots the guy so that's kind of how it starts for them having to like they're going on the run but at the same time they're also going on the hunt yeah um and you know like the dude the spirit world scene when uh, oh yeah with they with they Luke. take the peyote yeah um yeah. you know like, oh <laughs> god dude because they're trying to figure out have which you ever way tried to go. peyote before? I, peyote is one thing that i've always wanted to try but yeah. never have i never tried um, peyote but if somebody wants to send me some peyote <laughs> dave's address is <laughs> is it even illegal is it illegal i'm pretty sure it's illegal i thought yeah. it was just a... i mean it's just the buttons in the uh in the cactus plants too yeah. but is it? yeah hmm. yeah it's weird but I yeah. like my reality. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and I mean, I always thought of Young Guns as like the uh, the Western Red Dawn, you know, because mm, it, it yeah. had a, that similar type cast, and they were just kind of uh, outlaws and doing their thing. So amazing to me, I would never, especially the guy from Manhunter. We didn't talk. Oh, he's is he? He's in, in two. He's in two. Yeah, okay, he's the one. Who they don't bring Pat, Pat Garrett. Garrett in yeah. two. they don't bring it until number two. Yeah, well, Pat Garrett's in it. Yeah, but he's not but, as. Uh, they don't hire him. Right. Uh, the guy from uh, the guy who plays Herschel in Walking Dead actually hires him oh, yeah, to go yeah, yeah. hunt down uh, Billy the Kid in number two. Yeah, number but, two is the one with uh, one of my favorite stories about number two because number two the 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 other different characters were uh, Alan Rook. From Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Cameron right. was yeah. in it, and he was uh, good in that. Too. And Christian Slater, good. Christian Slater was the other person. Oh, that's right. Well, there was a major thing that happened Him to and Lou, Lou Diamond, Diamond Phillips. Phillips. Yeah. Well, this is, might be the scene you're talking about too. There was a major thing that happened to uh, Lou Diamond Phillips on the set. Uh, his horse threw him and dragged him and uh, broke his arm. 
oh, in shit. the middle of production. Oh, wow. So they had to write in the scene where Christian no Slater stabs shit. him in the arm with that big Bowie knife. Yeah, I love in there that scene. Just so he would be able to uh, work in the fact that he had a broken That's arm. That's pretty How fucking cool is that? Yeah, yeah, and it's one of the more memorable scenes oh, in the yeah, movie, too. Oh, yeah. Like, you want your knife yeah. back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got it all Although, if we arm. had hurt somebody during one of our productions, that'd probably be the first thing we'd think of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll plan this. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and also, just like in a quick scene that I really like, um, is where Pat Garrett in the first one comes to kind of he it turns out he's kind of setting Billy the Kid up to have yeah. to go and all of a sudden be you know surrounded by the army and uh, Jack Palance's men, but Billy the Kid turns his back and he says, "You my friend, Pat," you know, mm-hmm. and uh, Pat Garrett moves his coat to show his gun because oh, yeah. he's like thinking about drawing on him, you know, and he said. Yeah, Bill, I am. And then he just kind of puts it back, you know. Yeah. And I just, I love that scene, how it's presented like that. But, yeah, Young Guns, yep. one of my favorite Westerns. It was really cool. I think number two had the same problem, not really a problem, but it was very similar to Crocodile Dundee 2, that if you had cable and HBO, they played oh, yeah. the second one way more yeah, than they yeah, played. The Which one was the Gatlin gun when they were trapped in the house? The first one. That was the first okay. one. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was a pretty crazy scene. Oh, yeah. You know, especially because the guy um, who was the attorney, he's standing there with a fucking white handkerchief in his hand, you yeah. know, and they cut to the camera angle of where the Gatling gun is, and I mean, he's just standing perfectly in line with it, and they yeah. unload the entire clip into him, you know, like... <laughs> And he's just unarmed, standing there with a, ra- a white towel in his hand. Wow. Like, armed himself. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, and I love also in that scene where you can see Emilio Estevez, like, as Billy the Kid, just, he's fucking crazy. Like, oh, yeah. he was obviously insane. It's weird they think of Emilio Estevez for this role, oh, too. I, you know, I, I thought he was great. But it, did yeah. he ever play another character that you know of that was kind of wild and crazy? I don't think he did. I um, think that was like the only thing that he's ever done that he was like kind of wild and out there. Yeah. Everything yeah. else he was kind of contained. So yeah. You would think looking back on it, it would have been more Chuck Sheen uh, than the one doing it. Right. But, uh, They're brothers. It worked out yeah. well. I'm surprised. I get their brothers sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, Emilio, look- Emilio looks a hell of a lot more like Martin, for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Than, uh, than you mean Charlie. You- well, no, Emilio Estevez looks just like Martin Sheen. Yeah. 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 Uh, Charles, or uh, Charlie Sheen doesn't look as much. And they have, a, they have another brother. Because you remember the Cadence movie? Uh, yes. That when they were on the Chain Gang together with Lawrence yeah. Fishburne, they used to do oh, that, sing that song. Oh, I love that. Yeah, Sam Cooke, uh, Chain Gang. Yep. And uh, the... The guy with the glasses that kind of ran the, uh, or was like the underling to Martin Sheen in that movie, that was Ramon Estevez, the third brother. Huh. That hmm. isn't in Money Things, but he was in Cadence. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah, it was a movie they played all the time on cable also. Oh. If you, like if you give a famous uh, actor, you're going to put me in? Sure. Something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you could be the Clint Howard. Yeah. <laughs> hey, over 200 movies. Yeah, I know, man. Yeah. Clint Howard. I love when the MTV did the... Gave him the Lifetime Achievement Award. Oh, no, I didn't see but that. They, the setup oh, yeah, yeah. made it seem like they were giving it to to uh, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, yeah, Young Guns. Young Guns. Young Guns. All right, Dave, nice. what'd you get? I'm going to go, I guess I'm going to go old school first. All right. Um, this is a movie, unfortunately, I didn't see until I was in my 20s, but which I'm sure Dad played it. But it was real Bravo. Oh yeah, one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite movies of all is time. It? Really, Howard Hawks. I mean, as far as like 
formulas, you have to think that this formula has been copied. Oh yeah, across genres. For Absolutely, the, until they, the end of time. And they might have uh, even copied it yeah. themselves, but uh, they probably it, copied themselves. But a bad guy comes into town, gets in trouble, gets arrested. All his friends try to break him out of yep. jail, and yeah. literally, that's all you've got: John Wayne, Dean Martin, Walter Ricky, Brennan, Ricky Nelson, and Ricky Nelson. He uh, died pretty shortly after that, didn't he? No, he he lasted until he was in his forties. Oh, did he? Yeah, because he had okay. the two kids. That's true. Uh, the, the two Nelson, <laughs> Nelson twins. Do you remember the Nelson, the band in the from the eighties? The two they like straight like haired, blonde hair guys. <laughs> you remember oh. Beavis and Butthead? Was like, hey, those chicks are cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he died in a plane crash. Oh, yeah, wow. Ricky yeah, Nelson, man. man, it was one of the horrible. A lot of celebrities died in plane crashes yeah, uh, back then, and he he was one of them. <laughs> and Donald Trump still lives. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that was a great uh, movie. But <laughs> even they even. Even John Wayne copied it himself. In El Dorado, it's almost the same thing with Robert Mitchum, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, too, which was a decent movie, but wasn't as fun. They didn't as, have Walter uh, Brennan. They didn't have Walter <laughs> 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 Oh, he killed it. Who was the crotchetiest? It's been a while since I've His seen it. His voice, so he good, was a, not... the crotchiest old man ever. Well, all right. Ever. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you throw him any farther, Stumpy? Well, I'm throwing him as far as I can. <laughs> he, he just get up. He's like, go out of control. He was almost like a, a diva, like a... Yeah. I think Walter Brennan, my mind for immediately goes oh. to Good Morning Vietnam with they're yeah. at the Vietnamese restaurant. And the, the crazy Vietnamese owner of the restaurant's constantly looking for naked pictures of Walter Brennan. You yeah. got naked pictures of Walter Brennan? He says, I don't know, he looks good to me. <laughs> and if you've ever seen him, he's Walter like, a midget. like I mean, they're like thinking, well, who's the last person you could imagine that yeah, anyone would want naked pictures naked. of? Because That's he's just hilarious. Hysterical. When I think also when I think Walter Brennan, I'll be talking about this movie in a future pod too, is uh, Princess and the Pirate with uh, uh, oh yeah, with Bob Hope is yep. so great, oh, and he Princess played and the pirate. That was a great, it was so great movie. movie, and he played the crazy pirate that uh, tattooed the uh, <laughs> tattooed the map on uh, Bob Hope's chest yeah. when he was out cold. <laughs> it was so funny. He was great in that. Uh, yeah, but like you said, and, why don't you tell and us Margaret, about it? And, and so, odd. yeah, and Margaret was so oh, beautiful. In this so, and and. She did like a couple lingerie scenes that for back then you were like, yeah, she had the wow, corset is, uh, type thing going on. This is something they probably didn't show very often, right? She had and a great with role the, in that too because she was like the gambler was tough, girl. She was like yeah. that tough gambler girl that wasn't going to take shit from anyone. Yeah, drinking too. fucking three fingers of scotch yeah. at a time. <laughs> oh, yeah, she was great opposite but John. Basically, Wayne in that movie. John Wayne was a sheriff. You know, the no nonsense, yeah. gruff sheriff. JT was his name, I think. I think so. Yeah, um, right. And then Duke was played by. Yeah, Duke uh, was played by. Uh, What's his name? Um, the other drunk. Yeah, the other <laughs> no, the real life drunk, Dean Martin. <laughs> He's like, I'll do the movie, but I get to do some drunk scenes. Yeah, I'm really good at those. <laughs> I have no idea how I'm gonna get the character here. <laughs> Ricky yeah. Nelson was like the young, up and coming gunslinger, uh-huh. and Walter Brennan was kind of like the loyal oaf, the old crotchety, crotchety like loyal guy. Barely uh-huh. left the yeah. jail kind of until like the end of the movie, and, and so basically. The, somebody kills somebody in the saloon. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. The very beginning, yeah. At the very beginning, they they capture yeah. that guy, and kill stick, somebody in the saloon, and he's a big shot. Like his boys, he's like, my boys are gonna come get me. My yeah. boys are gonna come get me. His so brother keeps telling his brother being the lead one yeah. of them. So they so they have some gunslingers start coming in. Some yeah. paid assassins start coming in to try to break him out. Uh-huh. And one of my favorite scenes is when uh, Dean Martin is in the bar. Yeah, and uh, he's like. This man in here, like, what do you have, muddy boots or something? He was looking for a guy with muddy boots yeah. to that ran into the bar. Mm-hmm. And they're like, nobody ran in here. So he like, 
he like makes everybody drop their weapons and then this like, is the blood and then nothing was happening so one of them like kind of tries to humiliate him remember he threw yeah, the he coin threw into coin. the spittoon uh-huh. and uh he's like here's your drink because he's a drunk and they're all making fun of him uh-huh. oh you just need a dr- another drink you're not yeah. thinking clearly yeah. and so he like looks at he he de-escalates the situation at the moment and he he sees the beer on the bar but then you see like blood drops yeah dropping into the blood into the beer uh-huh. and he knows so he knows, the knows they're up top up on the balcony uh-huh. and he spins around and oh, does yeah. one of those i think he does one of those shoots where you hit the hammer with yeah, your yeah. right with your yeah, uh, spray it yeah yeah and shoots the guy falls from the balcony classic western oh yeah and not to go on a tangent but i remember when we went to um we went to Disney World the first time. Mm-hmm. Remember, there's that part of the Disney World where they have that shooting gallery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they also have a live West show. Yeah, yeah. Guy yeah. comes running uh, in yeah. on the horse, and you know he's like, "I'm gonna." And then bad guy was up on the. And uh-huh. He does one of those. Yeah, those flip balcony falls. falls. Basically yeah. a stunt show. And, yeah. Like, but he falls behind like some bushes. Behind the bushes right, is a big, yeah. you know, catch thing. Yeah. But and when you're nine or. 10 or 11 yeah whatever, absolutely was like oh that's the coolest thing ever even better was when we went to six, six gun, gun city, city in man New hampshire it's still oh. there too it's oh, crazy wow. there's some weird like off the wall kind of theme parks in new hampshire there was yeah. uh, santa's village the, santa's village was one of them six gun city the old man in the mountain and then there was like the another devil's one. cat that devil's uh jenna could tell den. us all of america's wife our cousin's wife uh uh, is a little bit older than us, but she used to go on that tour a lot with her family uh, mm-hmm. in New Hampshire. It's just some weird thing to do in New Hampshire, but it was fun. And Six Gun City was one of them. Yeah, there's a place in Phoenix. It's like yeah, right next think- to one of the casinos. Yeah. And it's like, you know, a, a block of Old West, yeah. you know, and they have like gun shows. Everybody and stays in character, probably. And, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's yeah. kind of cool because when we, they did the same at Plymouth Plantation. Yeah, yeah. Plymouth Plantation, they- Sturbridge Village, same thing up north. Uh, people that stayed in the character but it, it wasn't as exciting as the old west ones it yeah. was like hey come in here and watch us churn butter <laughs> yeah. I was like, what yeah. happened some guy was a blacksmith at the plymouth plantation yeah. one and i said like this is what this guy does yeah <laughs> right yeah Let's make uh, one horseshoe answers <laughs> questions and stuff like this is boring it shit. reminds me of the scene in national lampoon's vacation where he's yelling yeah. at the bartender oh yeah yeah i'm okay i'm okay <laughs> 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 you think it was funny audrey what she's deaf clark <laughs> <laughs> yeah but this uh real bravo kind of went down to that great scene at the end oh my god and it lasted a long time yeah dude. it was like a 15 minute yeah. scene with the dynamite my and everything fr- and that's the first time i ever heard how about them apples yeah, oh, yeah. that walter brennan was the first one that i ever remember saying that yep. yeah yeah it was fun man it was really good was if, you had to, if you had to introduce somebody to john wayne movies it might be a really great one to start with that or mcclintock's another one that's yeah. really fun with Catherine o'hara and uh or marine o'hara marine o'hara uh she's the mom Catherine's the uh the one from kevin's yeah <laughs> that's her mom that's though. A, her yeah, mom was right, a big old school like western woman. but th- th- one thing that's highly <laughs> unrealistic is Walter Brennan, I, Stumpy was throwing the dynamite, yeah, and and they were oh shooting blowing the it up by yeah, yeah. shooting it yeah. from like yeah. forty yards yeah. while it was in, in the air, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a great Howard Hawks one, man. But yeah, that's a good one to start with. And they get, I don't know, a lot of times it's funny because a lot of those westerns from the fifties, they would shoot somebody and you wouldn't show a lot of deaths, right? They'd show a lot of bad people getting shot oh, yeah, yeah, in the yeah. arm and the leg. And like now we're taking you to jail. Like, yeah, nothing they, with people's heads. Bunch of being... got ki- bunch of people got killed in this western. Yeah, from the fifties. Anyways, that was a pretty big deal. 
So where I'm going to go, I'm going to go a little bit more modern on this one. This one I loved a lot, and this was the one I was talking about with the Australian Outback, and this is The Proposition. This is 2005. This was done by Jeff Hillcott. Uh, I think that's how you say his name. Uh, he was the guy who did The Road with Viggo Mortensen, one of the most upbeat oh, yeah. movies you can think of. Was it? <laughs> no, it was, it was depressing <laughs> as shit. It was a fantastic movie based on the Cormac McCormick uh, or... Uh, the guy who did No Country for All Men, the same writer, but it was very dismal. But this one was really fabulous, and this was Guy Pierce, uh, Danny Houston, who I love both those guys. Also, Ray Winston, who when I think Ray Winston, I either think like The Departed, he was uh, Jack Nicholson's oh, yeah. right-hand man, but I also loved him in Sexy Beast. Sexy he was Beast. so good in like, Sexy job. Beast. Do the job. Do the job. <laughs> Do the job. Yeah, you got to see Sexy Beast, man. So good. <laughs> what a weird uh, movie. That big rock came from. Yeah, they, never, movie. they never addressed it again. Yeah. It was so weird. <laughs> but the proposition... And one of the other stars of this movie is the Aborigine guy from uh, Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. He, a lot older. His hair's all like silvery gray now, but yeah. he's, it's great that he's still getting work and doing stuff. I mean, Hell he's probably yeah. the most famous Aborigine oh, actor yeah, out there, you know? Yeah. But there's a lot of, <laughs> of different... all three of them. No, yeah. there's a, there was a lot in this movie for sure. But this movie was it was also very brutal and uh, difficult. Like we were just talking with Rio Bravo, you'd see shots to the to the belly or shots to the back and see someone drop down. But this one, there was a scene where uh, there's a scene where Guy Pierce very uh, great scene. I remember you had mentioned it before when I was talking about it when he gets a spear through him uh, through his shoulder and almost like pins him to the ground. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, one of the gang members saves Guy Pierce's life in shoots the aborigine that uh that threw the spear and just blew like 80 percent of his face off where it was just the corner of his face left it was was grotesque but to go into the premise of this so it starts with this two members being taken down by the british forces in uh and i i'm a Imagining this is late 1800s in Australia where the British forces were still kind of running uh, running things over there in Australia. Uh, so what happened before they get taken down is this gang breaks into this small, small town and rapes and kills this one woman and her entire family and she was pregnant with a baby and everything it was just Jesus. completely brutal a, and kind of a theme across some of these it, western. yeah there's yeah. a lot of the western was brutal man you ever seen deadwood you know how brutal the west really yeah. was and that was probably the king shit of all like tv series like realistic Almost, you know would you consider hell on wheels a western oh film? absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. hell on wheels was such a great series too but so this horrible crime had happened, and they immediately knew who it was. They knew it was Danny Houston's uh, gang. But what had happened was he's got this three brothers. Danny Houston's one of them. Guy Pierce is another one, and they have a third brother who's like the youngest of brothers, who's kind of more of like the sweet kind of kid that is just going along with his two brothers. Well, before <laughs> the, the movie starts, usually, yeah, yeah, that's, what ha- that's really what happens here. So before the movie starts, you have Guy Pierce. And the younger brother have have left the gang. They they completely and they should have left the gang like year before this or months before this. We see this in the theater happened. together. No, I saw it on DVD. I think I see, saw this in the theater. Maybe, yeah. I definitely saw it on DVD when it had come out because I had seen. Anytime I see a modern western that looks like a little edgy, I was like, oh, I'm totally in for it. So, mm. so what happens is they kidnap or they uh, they arrest 
Guy Pierce and his brother and Way Winston sitting across from him and he's explaining what's going on to the the crime that had happened. And basically the title of the movie happens right at the beginning. He, he gives him a proposition. He's like, this is what I want to happen and this is your options. And what's interesting is the way they cut this. He's, he's talking to Guy Pierce about the, uh, the proposition he's making and you know he accepts it because they're intercutting it with Guy Pierce getting ready and actually going off oh, wow. <laughs> to do it. Oh, cool. So it was very cleverly uh, edited. And he tells me, he says, we know your brother did this and your brother's gang. We know he's in the hills someplace. We know you know how to find him. And everyone has already talked about how dangerous he is. And they're scared to death to go out there. And Ray Winston doesn't want to lose any uh, more men that he already has to go after Danny Houston. He says, so it's pretty bad what he does. He's like, we're going to keep your brother, your younger brother. And uh, it's like nine days till Christmas. He says, on Christmas, we're going to hang him. That's so, so fucked up. If you want your younger brother to live, yeah. we want you to kill your older brother. Jesus. And bring, him, bring his dead body back here, and then we'll release your younger brother. Well, the town people are pissed because they've, they want retribution for Did what the little happened. brother do anything? They don't even mention if he was really their part of it. I don't think either of them. I think they were already gone. It was just it was just something fucked up. I don't think Guy Pierce or the little brother. They were just using him as pawns to get the older brother. And the other members of the gang were fucked up. Uh, The other members of Danny Houston's thing. You knew they had everything to do with this. Uh, So it's horrible situation to put him in. But like I said, the townspeople wanted immediate retribution. They know that they had two people captured that were part of this gang at some point and they want him hung and everything. And Ray Winston doesn't even ask permission. He just says, this is what's going to happen. And it kind of has, it trickles back to the, uh, to his higher command that he had done this. And they're really upset with him. And he's like, this is what I've done. And I'm sorry that this is not how you like it done. So they just release Guy Pierce and Guy Pierce goes to find his brother and at a certain point, he had been gone for like four or five days, and the townspeople and everything actually show up at the jail uh, with uh, Ray Winston's kind of superior officer and said, we're getting retribution now. He says, we're taking the younger brother, and we're going to give him 100 lashes, which oh. if you know anything about oh lashes, 100 is a freaking lot. And what's interesting about this, and it's, it's very br- brutal. Yeah, just ask Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so while we're watching him, they, they like kind of spread eagle him up in the town square, and it's, it's a small town. There's like 12 people watching. Oh, that that even count as a town. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> and so they start like lashing cult. him, and it looks obviously super painful. Yeah. And they're intercutting it with Guy Pierce. God. They're intercutting it with Guy Pierce kind of finding his uh, brother, and he, he kind of reunites with his brother's gang and he doesn't tell him right obviously doesn't he his brother's just thrilled to see him oh you're back you've come back i'm glad where's uh where's what's his name the younger brother oh he found a girl and everything and he's back there so he completely lies to him and mm. uh he, he's, like he hangs up with the gang for a while, so they don't really suspect Guy Pierce of anything. And Guy Pierce actually falls into the gang, not uh, really wanting to do anything to Fuck him. Fuck that little brother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but when they're intercutting it with the brother, you're seeing him uh, getting whipped and whipped and whipped. And one of the most telling scenes is he's on the ground to where he's like completely bloody, like how Jesus was almost. And he's he passes out, and he hits a lash and you expect it to be like 80 something and he's like 32 and you're oh, like oh, oh my, my god, god. <laughs> and people are like 32. he's had enough he's yeah. like nope continue oh and everything god. and i can't believe that he was only at that low number which is like oh my god yeah. it's such a great movie device to put a seemingly innocent person under crazy duress but make that the the hinge point yeah. for Getting driving your story because now you have empathy for 
Now you want what's his name to kill yeah. Ray yeah. Winston. Yeah, yeah. no, and, and like I, I haven't seen the movie, oh, but Houston. I imagine Ray Winston didn't Danny want even Houston. a done. Yeah, well, Danny Houston too, but Danny Houston, you obviously wanted killed at the beginning, uh, no matter what, because we saw and heard what he did to mm. the to the woman, mm-hmm. the pregnant woman. So that sets it up right there that you're never going to have uh, retribution for that. Ray Winston really wanted him just to bring his brother to. Uh, you you believe that he would have let his younger brother go? It was his higher ups that you couldn't really trust, and all his other men didn't respect Ray Winston. Every Thing. And Ray Winston's wife was there with him, who was played by the the woman who played the blind woman in uh, Red Heat. Uh, hmm. She was also in Breaking, uh, not Red Heat, uh, friggin' uh, Red, Red Dragon. Dragon. Yeah, the blind girl oh, in Red okay. Dragon. Yeah, uh, and she just wanted it was around Christmas Emily time. Something. Emily, yeah, Emily Watson or Emily, Emily Watson. something like that. And uh, they were getting Christmas trees brought in. She just wanted a normal life and everything. And they, they, it all comes down with them celebrating Christmas. They get the tree up. They, she makes a, uh, a big turkey. And what they don't realize is uh, Danny Houston and some of his men steal, uh, steal uh, British uniforms after killing a whole bunch of them. And they pull like the uh, the Chewbacca thing where they put one of their own guys <laughs> in like binds and everything and bring them into town and no one's even looking twice at them because they're wearing it's, the it uh, works. things. And he comes in and they slaughter everyone. Oh, and then they yeah. go to Ray Winston's house and as they're like carving the turkey, a huge gunshot comes to the door and they come through and uh the door and danny houston grabs away winston and just brings him in the other room and just beats him to a bloody pulp why one of the other guys starts eating uh turkey dinner next to emily uh watson who's got blood all over her face and everything and she's just shaking and everything yeah and then you see guy pierce coming into the house and you get the impression that he, maybe he wasn't gonna kill his brother but once he saw what his brother doing all this vicious stuff he just had no choice and everything mm. and it kind of goes down to this this end sequence with him and his brother and it was it was brutal man but it was like what modern westerns have kind of become you know uh these kind of difficult ones to watch when you think like uh, like last week we talked about the hateful eight and you knew if quentin was going to do one of these it was just going to be blood soaked oh yeah the absolutely. way it was at the end so it's one of these genres that started off pretty mild. <laughs> All right, Pilgrim, you yeah, come over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna put to you. Sam in. Jack are getting shot in the nuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you motherfucker! <laughs> uh, so yeah, the proposition. Yeah. All right, what you got, man? All Jay. right. So this number is the uh, yeah number four. This is the uh, only award winner on my list here, and uh, Kevin, I got, I got one. Yeah. Well, I, I got probably two. There's I have some feeling, good I, Western I, award-winning movies, too. I have too. a feeling Justice Pulling our I think so, here. too. Because <laughs> oh. I don't think you got many. <laughs> what about this? Dances with oh. Wolves. Yeah. That's Kevin, not your number one, man. I would have thought that would have gone number one, man. No, I... Wolves, you, such a fabulous one. I don't yeah. even put mine in one... Order. I don't I'm, even put my I make sure that my number really. I make sure that my number one is my number one except for the action sequence pod when I couldn't wait till number one to talk about Kingsman. Oh yeah. Um but no, my number ones are always my number ones. Yeah. So uh, that sounds like a Confucius or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a Buddhist Justin, saying. Justin say number, number one, one all eight number always one. number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so 1990 Dances with Wolves totally changed Kevin Costner's career. Oh, oh yeah, they swept like when was what year Oscars, was this? Man. 90. 90. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought you, it was later. Than you had, you had just moved. Yeah. Just moved. I started, I started uh, high school, in, uh, freshman year of high school in 1990, yeah. so I had just moved. 
And the that was only, the big Oscar movie that year. Man. Yeah. Um, the only four-hour movie I've ever watched. Really? I know, I know Dawson Boone is theater? like four hours. It's five hours, I is think. It so it's yeah. like four and a half. No, I didn't see it in the theater. I've seen so, a lot of long movies. You, you, <laughs> I know movies are long if I can make an entire like stew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> during the watch. Because I don't do that. Beginning yeah, I, 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 a long movie like that, I usually tie into a big meal that takes me a long time well, to Well, back in right. the day, you used to know when you had the double, when you had to put the second V. VHS oh, and you had to oh, yeah. <laughs> go right. or even flip the DVD. That yeah. was another time when That's you had to right. flip the DVD. You knew you yeah. were the long one. Yeah, yeah. but I, you know, I mean, to me, it was just a great story of you know, it was a transformation, you know, of his outlook yeah. on things. Yeah, absolutely, and it it really did educate a lot of people that were not kind of educated on the old west and what the Native Americans were going through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we stole this land from them. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, and <laughs> we. We still we are. say we just you can't discover something yeah, was, that already has people yeah, living yeah. here. That hey, was, I just yeah. found this. <laughs> this this house where we're at right now. I just found this. It's <laughs> no, 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 it's my house. No, no, no. no, no. It I doesn't matter that it. you are already living here. I'm going to take this house now. And really, of the two, of the two great uh, Western TV shows, in my opinion, the modern ones, obviously, being Deadwood and Hell on Wheels. Hell on Wheels really went into the Native American side of it mm-hmm. a lot, too, compared to uh, to Deadwood. Well, and like just a quick flashback, um, Lou Diamond Phillips has a monologue in uh, Young Guns yeah. where he talks about you know his heritage and what his story was oh, before yeah. he came to Robert Tuttle's or Tunstall's or whatever the guy's name was, you know, and I mean... Zod. What Zod. Zod, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, and I mean like just that and it's maybe like a one minute monologue, it's but it is though. super emotional, yeah. you know. Um but yeah, so now let's see, he he was uh he was a was, soldier. He was a soldier. Remember he escaped because they were gonna cut his leg off. Yeah. Right. He had gangrene and yeah. they were like, They smell that leg, soldier. Mm-hmm. And he smelled the leg and you could smell that gangrene apparently. I guess that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well it smells <laughs> it's south of cheese. Yeah, it's, south of, <laughs> it's, it's bad cheese, you gotta get your leg cut off. And oh. he, he escaped really mm-hmm. and because he just wanted to not get his leg cut off. Yeah. <laughs> that's understandable. Yeah, right. And then he um, hooked up with Elvin from uh uh Murphy Brown. He was the, right. he was the run, one r- driving the carriage when, oh, when it wow. brought him out there. Yeah, yeah Elvin. Yeah, <laughs> I love him in Striking Distance, which we haven't talked about. Elvin's yet. coming back on TV. I don't know. Murphy Brown starts in like a week, and my girl's super excited to you watch see it. A pitch. And, he uh, wasn't in the picture. He wasn't in the main picture when I saw it. You could see Miles, and you could see that stuffy. Kind I guess of Miles guy. is the one that I really like. Well, he he looks exactly the same. He was he the one that was he was one bobblehead. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. From that shit. From the, <laughs> distinguished gentleman. Distinguished gentleman. Distinguished gentleman. You remember? You ever watched Murphy Brown? Uh, a little bit. He was the painter that like lived never with finished Murphy Brown that never finished. House. He was yeah, always painting yeah. there and everything. Yeah. <laughs> he was a great actor, man. He was a really good. Robert something, a very Italian name. I can't remember his name. Uh, but go on. <laughs> well, yeah. So, um, you know, so eventually he settles on this plot of land. Yep. Um, and like he he's trying to go hunting and stuff like that. Yep. But uh, how, how I forget how they come to the interaction. I can't remember. Yeah, he eventually it's... comes... If like, it's either the slaughter that happens first, or if that happens after they already have met, I think that happens after they met. Uh huh. And because you've got two fabulous actors, you've got Mary McDonald, which might have been one of the first Mary McDonald movies, you know, from Sneakers yeah, and Battlestar Galactica, really great in this. Yeah. But also the guy from Thunderheart, Graham Greene, Graham who Green. is amazing in this movie. Yeah. Man. And I I love that stuff where he's trying to communicate with yeah. him, you know, and Tatunka, 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 when he's explaining sets. to him about the buffalo and everything, and. Yeah. Yeah. How intricate the buffalo is to, them, to their livelihood, right. you know, and and 
according to like uh, with their meat and their uh, using them as uh, clothes for the warmth and everything. Yeah, and you could tell just like that. So many movies have used that element, you know, where you've you've got somebody coming into this world that they're not familiar with and completely kind of turns them around oh, yeah. to be a fan yeah. of those people and they're not going to go along with what their original kind of, uh, I guess, uh, uh, rules were with, as soldiers was to just slaughter these people. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, crazy. I have one on mine that's kind of that premise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's well, and remember, doesn't he also like, not like throughout the movie, but doesn't he also like end up befriending like a he, wolf? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that's what they name him. His yeah. Indian name is Dances. Because they Wolves. watched him for a long time. Remember? Yeah, uh, when that's they, right. When they sat back and God, they watched I, him, did he marry an Indian woman? The, what Mary what, McDonald? Yeah, yeah, yeah Mary she McDonald. was. She was with the tribe. Like yeah. they, um, they had found her. They had or found her. Yeah, and she had been her. left for dead or something. Yeah, like that. I don't think they stole her. Been, God, I don't think they did. No, I don't think it was something. It's probably. I saw this in the theater and. 1990, and that's yeah. probably the last time I saw it. It's not like 10 years ago, I think. It's been a while, like but I mean, it's a great movie. Oh, yeah. It has to be on the list, you know? And oh, absolutely. I, I'm sorry to our hundreds of listeners out there, you know, that I'm being <laughs> no, a I don't know vague. many people that are not fans of Dance with Wolves. Dance right, with yeah. Wolves, I think, is universally loved by people, too. Yeah. And uh, it, like I said, it, it really changed Costner's career as both a director because he put his all in this Oh, yeah. Movie, absolutely. Anytime you're going to go this out one of there, the first movies he directed? Uh, probably not. It's kind of big. For no, I think for directing, movie. I think it probably was one really? of his first. He had been acting and stuff well, for a long time. Didn't he time. also do Field of Dreams? Uh, I don't think he, he directed Field of no? Dreams, but okay. he, he certainly started. He got Darth Vader. He was great. Yeah, he got Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Henry Hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, just a great, great yeah, movie. Yeah, it was fabulous. I liked it a lot. How about you, Dave? What you got? All right. This next one, I think it's a Disney movie. I think Disney had maybe. I think Disney did this one. Uh, Bone Tomahawk. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was one of their earlier projects. (laughs) For any kid out there who wants to see it, go do it. (laughs) It's a very kid-friendly movie. It's Uh, very happy-go-lucky. I heard they're actually converting a ride. They're changing the Pirates of the Caribbean. (laughs) Yeah, to the Bone Tomahawk. Tomahawk. I ain't going on that ride. ride. (laughs) Couldn't you just see like the automatrons just doing this over and over? All I hear is that that wheel of that guy the voices that the troglodytes did oh my gosh man (laughs) this was an amazing amazing movie who's the director uh it's the same guy that's done craig uh something s craig brawl and cell 99 he starts with a z i can't remember his name but he also did the brawl and cell 99 and he said he's got what is it dragged on concrete something (laughs) i wonder where that name came from jesus man yeah this guy is very brutal and he does not hold back so if you have a weak stomach and that's what i always think of when i think of this movie because this movie is available on redbox and you know you got some old people there like yeah yeah you you got some I love Kurt Russell. Yeah. And I love Westerns. Oh. You know? I love oh Westerns and I love Kurt Russell. And, and literally, it's, it's a pretty tame movie up until the last 15 minutes. Yeah. The last well, 20 minutes, maybe. And honestly, that's the way Brawl and Cell 99 is, yeah. too. I mean, like, yeah. you know, we just saw that on the on demand. Yeah. And we were like, oh, oh looks Vince good. Vaughn. Let's like check Vince that Vaughn. out. And then you're like, you know? whoa. Yeah. And then, like, I, I don't know if I'll ever watch that movie again. Well, that's <laughs> what Dave's initial thing with Bone Tomahawk was. Yeah. But it... That's just because it's an initial shock yeah. of what you see at the end. And we'll talk about what you see at the end, but we'll give you a spoiler. Yeah, because after, after Then again, year. it might be something you want us to spoil so you're not kind of surprised Dude, when it happens. I, I, would, I would bet to say that this movie got turned off click. Yeah. 
at least or people left the theater at least ten percent of the yeah. time, maybe fifteen percent. Well, of the time. and I, I, had, I think I might even be gen- generous with that. And I had heard about it on Twitter. It was interesting how I had heard about it. I follow Pat Oswald. Did you tell me or I tell you? No, I thought I no. Told- it was very interesting what happened. I I had it was. Everyone heard about it almost at the exact same time. It was almost over one weekend, and I had heard about it on Twitter from a couple different people, but uh, Pat Oswald in particular were like, oh my God, Bone Tomahawk went, and he puts in quote, when that scene happens, you're not going to be able to think of anything else. And then I heard from somebody else, oh my God, the end scene of that Bone Tomahawk. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I got to see this now and everything. And Dave, almost immediately, like a day after I had seen those tweets, he was like, man, I just saw this Bone Tomahawk thing. I was like, Jesus, I just heard all these tweets. About I said, I hear there's a, a, a big, and I put it in quote, scene in there. And Dave's like, yeah, and when it happens, you're not going to be able to mistake what that is. Yeah, no, 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 no. We've been talking about this movie for over a year now, and I finally saw it on Wednesday, nice, and with you guys, oh yeah, and I mean, I <laughs> like Jesus, man, play it off. No, 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 oh, not at all. Like, no, 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 uh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> really, know, Justin? Yeah, this yeah. Is awesome, man. <laughs> no, and thanks for uh, throwing me under the bus. Fuck, man. <laughs> I, I'm I'm still trying to block that scene out, yeah. man. But it, it was fabulous all the brutal. way through it. Great and, acting. And, oh, yeah. Great acting. Richard movie. Jenkins, one of Richard Jenkins' yeah. best movies, and we talk about him a lot on this podcast. Every time so you great. say his name, all I can think of is Leroy Jenkins. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all I think is Riedenschneider. Riedenschneider. Yeah, that's from uh, the man and wasn't, it wasn't there. there. He was great in that, man. But he's somebody we've watched our entire life now. He's playing this old character and everything. But Kurt Russell, fabulous in it. Just a classic story, too. Why don't you tell us a little bit? But what happens? I mean, it is a classic story. It's kind of, you know, some something happens in similar town. to the Searchers with John Wayne, yeah. where uh, the uh, Native Americans, or like uh, I guess uh, in in the Searchers, they called them like savages, but they were like Cherokees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of went in and slaughtered a bunch of people, but took a couple people hostage, and then they the good guys had to go and search a, for them. Yeah, yeah, they got together a posse, yeah. and they all... With the great uh, Patrick Wilson and uh, Matthew Fox, Matthew who Fox. I usually can't stand, but he, was very, but he was very good in he, this He movie. was the guy in the white suit that yeah, set up the trip line. Yeah, he yeah, was very he, good He was really movie. good. Uh, I he didn't much great. care for him in Lost, and he's got I some, liked him in Lost. He's got he's some got serious some, personal problems in real life. He's got some violence issues yeah. towards women. Yeah, <laughs> so it kind of turns me off watching anything with him. But but in the movie, he was good. And so they go... Um, they start out the movie, they they had... Who's the who's the guy that they, they the did guy surgery from, on? Uh, Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's good. I like him. Yeah, yeah he's, he's great. Really he's good. from The Conjuring, and he's from Hard Candy, and he's from The Watchmen. He was uh, the main guy in The Watchmen. Yeah. But that guy's... He fell off the roof and broke his legs. Yeah. Wife taking care of him. They come and get his wife, because I guess she's the doctor of the town. It's David Arquette. David Arquette runs his mouth in front of... of um, Kurt Russell and Kurt Russell shoots him in the leg. Yes, yeah. I, I guess that's something he likes to do. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, she even says, yeah, like, you, you got to stop shooting leg. these people yeah. in the leg. Yeah. Like. I mean, it keeps you from killing them. Yeah. But uh, so they, you, they, they're well, gone so, in the morning. Well, they, yeah. they show that the, they the stable boy the getting stable killed. Boy getting right. And then they go and see the stable boy. So I guess they go to, to the, he went to the sheriff's office to see, and then he goes to the sheriff's house. He's like, hey, there's, Nobody at the office. He's like, well, the guy in jail is gone. He's like, everybody's gone. Yeah. yeah. And you slowly find out what happens. They bring that Indian in. That guy's awesome. Like, he's from, Far- from yeah. Fargo. Oh, in Fargo, he plays like the assassin that hmm. would silently, silently go into people's house and just kill yeah. them and everything. He was really, really But good. he was like up front. He's like, 
you know, you can't. Like, how many are there? It doesn't matter. It doesn't you, have matter. No, you have no how, chance yeah, against no matter how number how right. many there yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and he's like, I'm not going in there. And that's one of those things. And I get it, it, almost like how westerns are slow with a lot of space in the that also unfathomable odds. Yeah, this is the, the horror one that we were. This is very to on there because the uh, the Native Americans that they were they're searching for they call them troglodytes, which is one of the first times I've heard yeah. that in cave the past. I've heard it from travelers. Dungeons and Dragons. That's what I was just gonna say. From huh. Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. it was a big thing, and uh, these guys are like they're almost like Native Americans on steroids, yeah. and their weapons are all. Like former, there's no like, har- harmony with the earth. They're no, not, no, this, no, they're just. It's not. They just. They're, they're not the cannibal. They're not the Native Americans from Dance with Wolves. No, so no, you no. can live these with are the cannibal monsters. Opposite. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what the people that were slaughtering the Native Americans and, and Dance with Wolves want to make people think right. that are out there. Yeah, yeah. you know, with the troglodytes because yeah. all their weapons, you could see that they were like shin bones. Oh yeah, and, and the arrows were made by like uh, coccyx yeah. and stuff like that. Oh. And it was really brutal. No, and but it was also awesome. Yeah. So a know? lot of the movie was just them going over the plains, yeah. over the prairie, mm-hmm. and trying to kind of find out where they took the deputy and uh, Patrick Wilson's wife. And Patrick Wilson decides to go, even though he should never have. Yeah. Well, then again, they're glad that he, they're glad he showed yeah. up, but he had an injured foot. So, you know, at some point he gets, uh, it gets re-injured and they yeah. have to, and they lose their horses. So they're on foot. Yeah. These guys are really dedicated to just saving these people's lives. But then that's, they, when, that's when they get into their territory. Yeah. yeah. And, Immediately, yeah. If you uh, if you want to watch this movie and not be spoiled, you may want to jump forward like four minutes here because we're going to talk a little bit about it. And it's it, it's brutal, man. I'm telling yeah. you, it's and very. I brutal. think we should just go ahead and talk about the scene once we get to it yeah. as well. Yeah, we can talk no, about go it. Go ahead. We're, we're just giving a so they come into the alert. they come into the uh, into their area. Yeah, and then immediately get attacked. Yeah, by right. them. And you knew they were coming because you could hear almost like coyote like signaling. They yeah. have like this. They have these like whistles that they have actually put in their throat. Into, yeah, it's like into their vocal cords. Into their or vocal something. cords. Yeah, and like almost have, like a tracheotomy and then yeah. stuff this. It and almost looked like another animal's trachea. Yeah, really. yeah, something like that. And they will communicate with each other, but, but it was a horrible type it was, of thing. It was a screech. Yeah. A horrifying screech. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so Matthew Fox gets it he, first. He gets it first. He gets a tomahawk through the head, but he also gets his hand. His hand almost chopped off. off. Yeah. And he. And then uh, Richard Jenkins they knock and, Richard Jenkins out. They knock Kurt Russell out. Uh, Patrick Wilson's like, it's like a mile back, yeah, still walking. Yeah, so right. he's not there yet. But remember when they get Kurt Russell and they put that kind of the end of the bone kind of in his mouth. Yeah. And you thought it was going to be more brutal than it was, but he like ma- forces Kurt Russell's mouth open and shoves it in his mouth. And then before he could do anything bad, the other guy comes up and like nails him in the head and knocks him out. Yeah. Yeah. They and want their food fresh. Yep. Yeah. And we see so, their cave is like above ground, yep. probably like, like 100 feet above ground. Oh, yeah, ground. easy. At and least. they do that whistle noise, and they and they throw down a rope, the other troglodytes, and yeah. they just kind of drag them up there. Yep. And Stick them in cages. They have cages in, yeah. right near the front entrance. And I'm telling you, like, I've, I've seen this movie four times maybe, and every time you, you know it's coming. And it keeps yeah. getting and funnier. It, every time. <laughs> and actually, it, it's more tolerable every time, but yeah. the first time I watched it, oh, I man. watched it with my, my hands like halfway over my face. It's the Foley noises that get me now. It really is. And uh. and we we make movies, so yeah. we know, I know how fake shit fake. is. Yeah. I know it's a fake stuffed dummy body. Yeah, and if you can, and there's no, I've watched the making of this, zero CGI. 
Uh, Richard oh, Jenkins said it yeah. was completely all practical effects, oh, on this movie. which I is the it. best. And that's what he way he had mentioned it. it like four times, so you could tell that was like I think it's something that he doesn't like in movies. Yeah, he was well, it adds excited. to realism. Yeah, you know, like I'm sorry, you can tell. This was when a something... 21 day sh- shoot that they Jeez, went out that's there. Dupree they, film style. Yeah, yeah. They went well, out. I there mean, half of them just walking through the desert. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of it was on the Paramount set. I guess Kurt Russell had showed up, and he was like, "I filmed the movie here 50 years ago." Yeah, on the Paramount set and everything, and they just kind of like go around the corner to do yeah. one scene and then yeah. they go around the other corner and do another one and right. yeah, so it's but pretty simple but it's still grueling the yeah. heat yep. is what probably gets you on this yeah. type of film but so why don't you tell us so a little bit what happens they're, they're cannibals yeah this is becomes obviously clear because yeah. he he finds the wife yeah in the cage she's unharmed she's unharmed yeah you Not know mentally. he's like he's like <laughs> yeah. yeah he's like well where's where's the prisoner david arquette david yeah. arquette and they're like they ate him yeah yeah and uh Pretty soon, the deputy is the deputy's in there, but he's kind of knocked out. Yeah. So they come in and they they threw him in the cage. They come back a little while later and they grab the deputy out, naked, throw him on the ground. They scalp him, which was brutal. That was so brutal. Jammed like down to the fucking his brain. Wrote like yeah. He, he, yeah, they took his own scalp that they had just freshly cut off and jammed it in his mouth and then took a spike and yeah. spiked it into his mouth yeah. so now he couldn't speak. Yeah. But then they flipped his ass upside down. Yeah. And, like, and I've seen like, I've seen stuff from like ancient Rome and stuff. This yeah. is something they would do. They would tie someone upside down their legs to a pillar. Yeah. And they literally would cut you in half. From the groin. From the groin yeah. down and you would stay... Conscious for oh, most of it because God. your blood was pooling yeah. in your brain. And they yeah. literally and they just like hacked those wishbones. No, it was like a fucking things. wishbone, dude. And they like, pulled them apart, and his and guts just guts flopped on, on the ground. ground. And they showed a lot. Yeah. They showed everything. Yeah. It was like right and, there on uh, Front Street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I was scarred. Yeah, like, I, was I could see there. most people. It's, yeah. You can't get it out of your head no, once you see no. it. But then it even gives this when they get Kurt. It's it's also a, a pretty brutal Fuck scene. And yeah, man. one of the best dramatic things he's done w- when it happens to him too, mm-hmm. when he's like spitting blood and he's yeah. like trying to breathe Ugh. and everything. He's, he's good that, at that. I, yeah, he did it in backdraft. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's what I was when saying yeah. when we were oh, watching really, it. I said, yeah. yeah, I said this just like backdraft. Yeah, it's got you know? crazy. Like when he was injured, man. remember yeah. when he pulled his flak jacket back and yeah. he saw it after he that, fell on the that rebar was going through him. Yep, and but his. His face was like shaking. Yeah, he does that pretty yeah. good. Yeah, and he tears up really well yeah. too. You know, he's the real cry deal, stick. Man. Yeah, <laughs> what? It's a cry stick. Yeah, they have that vapor I, stick. I, I, I don't know. I think he probably is capable of doing that I because imagine. I've seen him do it a number yeah. of times. So they drag him out of the. Uh, well, they the did it because remember they had uh, opium. They had opium, and they in were pretending flask. like it was alcohol in and, a flask. In a flask, and so the. The Indians would take it away from him. They wanted him to drink it so they'd yeah. die. Yeah, they get poisoned. And two of them drink it. One drinks a bunch. Two drinks. One another one drinks a little bit. And then the, when they leave the room, the the nurse lady. Well, the they doctor throw it lady, in the fire. Yeah, that's right. They yeah. toss the empty thing in the fire, and she's like, "That one that drank a lot, he'll be dead. The other guy's gonna sleep for a long, long time." But they finally realize what happens, and they come back to yeah. get Kurt Russell. Yeah, drag his ass out, slice his, his stomach. stomach side open. Yeah. Open. It looked and, real too. Yeah, it, it looked did. real. It like did a flip like a like a flap, a yeah, flop kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. Dude. And on his chest, and yeah, then that one of the Indians the... grabbed that flask that had been in the fire Ugh. probably for a, a while. A while. Yeah, it was fucking hot. And jammed it in Kurt Russell's side yeah. to the point where it, it did not leave, it did not leave his side. Yeah, it for the rest of the, the movie. Wounds. It stayed in his side. Oh my god! Uh, but then Kurt and they a, shoot him. Yeah. Like in the left lung. Yep, they shoot yeah. him in the lung. But Kirk 
Kirk gets a hold of one of the weapons oh. and cuts the guys like the head all guys, his toes. Yeah. all his toes, oh. all his toes. That off. was so satisfying to see oh, that yeah. happen too. I think Justin did cheer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I did, dude. Yeah, oh, and then man. yeah, you get to see Kirk kind of telling everybody what to do. Like he's still they were he's ca- still trying to figure there. out how many were there. They didn't really yeah. have a good yeah. idea of it. And Patrick Wilson shows up. We don't know how he got up there. He must yeah. have pulled his ass up. It wasn't well, he easy. Had the, well, he had the, the thing, so theoretically, they probably pulled him up. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Because he had that, oh, that yeah, whistle. Because, right. right. yeah, he you do hear the gunshots when Once the whistle in. was blown, yeah. a little time goes by, and then you could hear the gunshots of him killing people. You don't right. get to see him. So yeah. you're thrilled when he finally shows up because... Uh, how do you know about the rope coming they need down? Him. He wasn't there when they threw it the first time. Man, you know, but, good point. I mean, I'll forgive that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not what you're thinking about when you're yeah. <laughs> So realistically, uh, he kind of saves his saves wife the day and, and save Richard Jenkins, yep. who who going into it, you would have thought he was the red would, shirt Star Trek. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, yeah. the old guy, the cripple, and the woman make it through this movie. All yeah. the heroes are Done. brutally slaughtered. Oh, slaughtered. God. And then, well, boom, movie ends. Yeah. <laughs> it was satisfying, though. It was. It was, uh, it was a... It was a slow burn until some point, and then it was a roller coaster ride yeah. of emotion and kind of disgust. Once they were, once a, they were inside bit. the cell, yeah, it was it, short. All bets were off. No, it was like an hour and forty-five minutes. Was it? Yeah. Hour forty-five. Yeah. So, which is for a western, that's pretty short. Yeah, I mean it's true. Yeah, but fabulous, man. So yeah, if you've that's never it. seen Bone Tomahawk and you have a strong stomach for that and for the end stuff, because I'm telling you that it rivals like some serious horror movies stuff that's out there right that now. That fucking scene is throwing me off now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Work through it, Justin. You're professional. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll go a little light on my next one. Uh, this is 1985's Silverado. Okay. I love Silverado, man. This is by the guy who wrote Empire Strikes Back, uh, a lot of the Indian Jones stuff. So he was huge in the 80s. Uh, I think he even did uh, the solo movie. His son wrote the solo movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, uh, Lawrence Kasdan, I think, is the uh, the director here, and you all star all star cast in '85. So we've got Kevin Klein, uh, Kevin Costner, Danny Glover, Scott Glenn. Those are our four main guys. But then you also got Roseanne Arquette. You have Jeff Fahey. You've got Brian Dennehy. You've got John Cleese. There's just tons of people in this movie, and this was a just cast. a really fun, fun movie. And the movie starts out with Scott Glenn being in this small shed taken on fire, gunfire. And he ends up uh, killing everyone outside. Some people get off and everything, and he get, he uh, goes outside and realizes a, a lot of his horses are stolen, and they, he gets away with not being killed. So he jumps on his horse, and he kind of heads towards town. And halfway through town, he finds Kevin Klein, who he doesn't know at this point, uh, naked other than his like red long johns, just laying in the on the desert, lips chapped, almost dead. And Scott Glenn kind of saves his life, and they end up. He ends up kind of nursing him back to health that night. And he says, "Where are you going? Where are you headed?" He says, "I'm going to Silverado. I'm gonna meet uh, meet somebody there." And uh, he got robbed or something. Uh, Never Who's this? Oh, Kevin Klein got robbed. He, they take his horse. They take his hat. They take his uh, he's, his he's, damn hat. They take his gun. He's real upset about his horse because he's uh, loves his horse, but he's also upset about. He's like, I just broke that hat in. He's like, I'm really <laughs> upset about that hat. So ultimately, Scott Glenn's going to Silverado, but there's a small town before that that they were going to stop off on. And Kevin Klein's, you, you mind if I hang out with you and go there? He says, Yeah, that, uh, you should do that. So they get into the town, and right when they get into the town. 
Kevin, they don't say it, but Kevin Klein looks across the way and he could tell that he sees the guy that has his horse. Ooh, and so he immediately runs into a store uh, where a bunch of guns are. And he, uh, Scott Glenn had uh, given him a, uh, like a gold coin piece and everything to, uh, to get something to wear, I think. And so he uses that. He puts the gold uh, coin on the table to buy a gun. <laughs> he just, so he can immediately Does run Does he even out. buy it or is he just temporarily No, it? He, he puts it on the thing and then the guy's like, whoa, that costs a lot more than that. The guy that is the shopkeep there uh-huh. is the uh, the skinny dorky guy from The Running Man. Oh, really? I know we were talking yeah. about last yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, so he says, "I don't have uh, you don't have enough money for that." And he says, "Well, what will this get me?" And they give him this like piece of shit that like, <laughs> they just uh, dug out of the sand or something. So he takes it in his long underwear and goes outside, and he the guy sees him like uh, loading his gun, and he gets it just about loaded, and to the point where the guy sh- on the, his own horse shoots at Kevin Klein. It goes right below his crotch, shoots through his long underwear. Uh, he's got that saggy kind of yeah, long underwear. Onesie. So it shoots like yeah. you have a little onesie yeah. with a flap on the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes right through there, and then Kevin Klein, boom, shoots him, and immediately the uh, the deputies come up to him and everything, and he's like, he was like, this is Warren, that guy stole my horse and everything, and he's like, Kevin Klein's like in front of the horse, and the horse is like lift, lift, kissing him and everything, and he, he's like, how do we know it's your horse? Can't you tell this horse loves me? There's so much comedy in this, it's really funny. He says, well, he says, my name is Peyton, and it's written underneath the saddle, and they take the saddle off, and sure as shit, it's written on it. Uh-huh. He's like, all right, he says, I, as you need to be getting, get your stuff together and get the hell out of here and everything, and he ends up running into Brian Dennehy and you could tell that Brian Dennehy and him used to be part of like a, a gang or a group together and they show Jeff Fahey and this was back when Jeff Fahey Jeff was Fahey. always playing the bad guy and he's got those crazy ass eyes yeah, uh, and you could tell they have uh, they have history together and then they he, Brian Dennehy's like I want you to meet up with us and you know be part of us again I got some good stuff going on he's like no I think I'm gonna do my own thing so they end up getting separated but then uh, what happens is Scott Glenn goes to the uh they end up going to a bar, and at the bar is where they meet Danny Glover. Danny Glover's, uh, they freak out. The bartender freaks There's out. A lot Danny of stars Glover, in this movie. Uh, yeah. a lot of stars. Yeah, I- so Danny Glover's at the bar, and he. He's like, man, I haven't had a woman or whiskey in a long time. And the, uh, he's like, what do you want first? Yeah, yeah. He, he, he puts money on the bar. And he says, give me the bottle. And he, he gives him the bottle immediately. And th- that was the bartender. And the owner comes around. He's like, whoa, we don't serve your kind here and everything. And uh, then. Uh, Kevin Klein and Scott Glenn are actually sitting down eating breakfast and everything. So watching this play out and everything, and they end up sending Danny Glover away. And Danny Glover's like, "This isn't right," and everything. And so they watch it happen. But the asshole sheriff in the town, who's played by John Cleese, who plays kind of a dick, mm, and he really? ends up sitting down with Kevin Klein. He's like, "What are you guys here for?" Well, so I get to know everyone that comes into town. He's like grabbing their food and eating it off their plate and everything. Oh, like, I'm, I'm the shit. Uh, you don't get to see. Yeah, shot. Uh, you don't yeah. get to see Cleese play kind of asshole. Another man's fries. You don't get to see John Cleese play Never. an asshole ever. And they were like, "What are you here for?" And Scott Glenn's like, "I'm I'm meeting a guy. He kind of looks. He kind of is my size and everything. And he has a." two six shooters on his uh, on his hip and everything he's like yeah i know a guy that's kind of similar to that so he takes him to the jail and you got uh kevin costers in the jail and everything and you could tell that he knows uh scott glenn and he's talking to him and he's like he's like what are you in here for he says i uh we were supposed to meet here and he says i met a woman and i didn't know she had a husband and everything uh. and, and kevin costner is kind of weird and crazy and he's climbing the ceilings he's he's in this cage where it has like the cages up top too yeah. so he's swinging from it like a monkey and everything <laughs> and, he, and scott glenn's like man i'm i'm sorry this happened to you i guess i'll i'll 
I hope everything turns out for you. And Scott Glenn leaves with Kevin Klein, and Kevin Klein's like, man, that's pretty bad. I'm sorry that happened. He's like, not as bad as I am. He's my brother, and I got to break him out now. <laughs> so you realize it's his brother. Uh, so they, uh, Kevin Klein ends up getting arrested. He and, killed the man? Because uh, I don't remember this movie at all. Yeah, he ends up shooting. Uh, uh, Kevin Costner's in there uh, for uh, that. But then Kevin Klein ends up going to like the gambling saloon and sees the guy wearing his hat. And he's like, he's like, that's what? a nice hat. And then the guy leans back and he's like, you better not be grabbing hold of my silver handled uh, Colt right now. And then he pulls it out and you could realize he's, he's got Kevin Klein's Colt and uh, Kevin Klein shoots the guy. And <laughs> the next shot is him being uh, thrown in jail with Kevin Costner. And uh, it's great. Uh, Kevin Klein says, says you, you got it. You made a big mistake. And then Kevin Costner's in the back saying, that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all of a sudden the, the, uh, the wall gets busted in and you, Oh realize, yeah. Uh, and, I do uh, remember that part. Uh, but now, even before that, even before that, there's a great scene where, uh, uh, the deputy comes into the cell and Kevin Costner is nowhere to be found. He, he's like missing. Uh, from the cell. So no, I don't think that was this thing where the uh, the wall got broken in because Kevin Klein's just standing in the middle of the cell and uh, uh, Costner's not anywhere to be found and the deputy's like, where'd he go? He's just like, I don't know. I woke up and he was gone. Yeah. And he he's like, put your hands through the thing. And he uh, Kevin Klein puts his hands through the uh, thing and the handcuffs him and all of a sudden the third hand comes up. <laughs> <laughs> you realize that Kevin Costner's like behind, <laughs> behind Kevin Klein's coat and ends up punching him and everything. And so they That's get the awesome. keys and they get out of there and they, they end up shooting at John Cleese and uh, they escape town. They end up going into the wild. And once they're in the wild, uh, they almost get taken out by some gunslingers. But then they uh, they get rescued by Danny Glover, who's up on top of the mountain with uh-huh. his like rifle, and ends up rescuing them. So they're a part of this gang now too, and then they end up going into Silverado. Once they get into Silverado, you realize that Brian Dennehy runs the saloon uh, and almost the town. And at some point, uh, Kevin Klein's like, "Well, I didn't know you had this gig. I probably would have been a part of it. I would have been." Uh, he's just like, "Well, still be a part of it." And he's uh, like, "You don't have any slack from the." Uh, from the sheriff in town, and Brian Dennehy opens the shows the badge right there. But then soon after that, you realize, man, says Brian Dennehy's not a good guy, man. And it's like all these other he westerns. He so rarely is. You know? No, I mean, I guess maybe half and half, you know. You, you get to see him. FX, he was a good guy, you know, and Tommy Boy. And Tommy he's, Boy. he's played a good amount uh, of I thought he turned guys. on him in FX. Uh, no. No, no, no. no. No, no, he was a good guy, man. Oh, he helped him. He got guy. the money, and then at the end, uh, on the second one, it was like it was him and Leon, man. They were our Leo. They were best buddies. Yeah, he was good in the FX. Hmm. Uh, but it all goes down to like how you'd think it would go down, where the four guys have to kind of uh, go against Brian Dennehy and his gang, man. And it was just one of those super fun, great music in it. You could tell that the guy who wrote Empire Strikes Back and how to knows how to do those kind of family friendly adventure movies was was really good. So definitely check out Silverado if you're not fans of it or Very know cool. about it. like I'm have to watch it again. Now. Yeah, no. I, I, and Costner I, was great in it. It was supposed to be for Untouchables, so he had only done a couple movies before this. So uh, it's a role that he would never ever play uh, before or since then, playing that kind of wild man who's just laughing up constantly and doing the, the stupid stuff he shouldn't be doing. You know? Yeah. yeah he's not known for and, that. and I saw the trailer over at your house yeah. the other day. and from Not watching, a great trailer. Well, but. but still, I remember that I've seen it, yeah. but it's been a long oh, yeah, time yeah. that I barely remember. Yeah, it was big you know? in the 80s. Yep. Makes me think of that horrible song. Which one? Silverado. 
What by the Eagles. Oh, Desperado. Okay. Oh, that's Desperado. I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> that's, song. One of, that's the worst that's song one ever created. If you started. start singing that, what? <laughs> I was in the movie theater once, like early, and they started playing it, and I had to leave the theater. I was with somebody, and I was like, I'll be back in about two and a half minutes. I left the theater, and I set, stood outside the theater until Waiting I know it was it. Uh, begun. Because usually, if it goes on the radio, you can turn that shit off. Yeah. I'm not going to be held captive to that. listen to that. Song. I would make Armageddon's theme song yeah, yeah, yeah. my ringtone before <laughs> I would listen to that song I used to tell people if I was going to commit suicide yeah. I'd do it to the Desperado song and I'd leave a note and saying the Eagles made me do it just so they could <laughs> be held responsible That's it was like that remember Wayne's World when he starts playing Stairway to Heaven yeah. in, the, in the nope. guitar shop and the guy like points to the sign no Stairway denied <laughs> no Desperado well, uh, you guys are going to love this one then. Uh-oh. Am I? 1999, Uh-oh. Will Smith, Uh-oh. Kevin Klein, Selma Hayek, Wild Wild West. Wow, this movie was horrible. Uh, <laughs> I'll just put it right up Wild there. Wild Wild West. So, so <laughs> the one they had the big yeah. like, spider, spider machine yeah. and they were riding yeah. around. That, the, that was awesome. This was so bad <laughs> that almost all the cast said this was the worst movie they had ever done. See, I really did enjoy this movie. I mean, somebody depending did. on your age, it made it some was money. Me. <laughs> 99, you probably were the age where was, you should have known better. <laughs> I was like 18, you know. Yeah, you should have known better. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I just I didn't see it in the theater. You just liked but I think I saw it in the theater. Mm. I think I was like, wow, this is a piece of shit. Yeah, I, mean, I saw it on like HBO. Yeah. Um, you know, well, at least and, it didn't cost you money. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, you got to pay for cable. <laughs> I can't <laughs> my <laughs> HBO. <right> now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and it, I just liked it. It was a goofy, fun movie. Um, I really liked the dynamic between Kevin Klein and Will Smith, and I really liked uh, the inventions. Kenneth you know, Branagh. Was the bad guy yeah. who, who's done a lot of seriously lot of good stuff, stuff man. And He's also, really good. And, you know, well, and the director makeup, of Thor too. Oh, really? Yeah, he was Kevin. Um, the makeup was really good too because. Uh, Ted, Le- Ted Levine was... <laughs> you know, if he's complimenting the makeup Levine, but... in the first minute of the description, you know. Yeah. Well, because it almost had, like, some of the makeup almost had, like, I put most of it out of my memory, so whatever you... Go ahead, tell us the plot of this, because I... Well, uh, I watched Well, we should mention scenes. that it was based on an original kind of great Com- show. Oh, was it? Uh, Wild Wild West was an old TV show. Did so it have not, any of this element? No, that's... that's Jim what, West that, that was, was the main a, character. That's that was the major problem with it, is they just, like, squatted over and took a They jumped the shark on the they jumped the shark with well, this movie. Well, um, so... <laughs> jumped the shark in a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the president gets kidnapped. And they are, you know, they're trying to get the president back. And they're using all of these, uh, like, inventions that Kevin Klein comes up with. And, um, you know, Will Smith is very just straightforward. No, I'm not going to, like, wear a disguise. I'm not going to tell somebody that I'm not something I'm not. I'm, yeah. a, uh, you know, I'm a U.S. Marshal. And so he, you know, he's always, like, the up-and-front guy. And the movie is to get back the president from Dr. Loveless, played by, uh, oh, I forgot his Kenneth name. Kenneth Thank you, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I really liked his character because, I mean, shit, he was cut in half. You know, he was yeah. just half a person and, like... What? Yeah, he was cutting because he was in. Was he on one of those? He was in the Civil War. And I know, but was he on one of those little things with wheels? Like, yeah, uh, yeah, he was like, on like a robotic like trading places. It was. I got. I got well, they, modern, <laughs> they modernized it, which was completely confusing. Uh, similar to kind of like. Well, that's what confused me. It was like a lot of robotics and yeah. shit going on. Like and it was major, supposedly so. It was almost could be considered a science fiction movie. Yeah, yeah. I well, his character had like kidnapped all of these scientists, yeah. and he was making them, you know, create these machines. 
machines for him of like, from technology that was not available back then. Well, but if you have the all the best, brightest you minds suspend. working together. At least, belief, man. At least when it was movies. done in Cowboys versus Aliens, you, they had alien technology. Alien technology. technology. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. You know, um, But I don't know. I just always thought that it was fun. I thought it was funny. Like It was almost like, to me, uh, a, a Wild West version of Men in Black. Yeah. You know, like with the characters Which is probably stuff. what they were hoping everybody would think so that yeah. they'd go and watch it. And I'm not the biggest, I've stated before, I'm not the biggest Will Smith fan, but I do like certain movies that he's in a certain lot. movies like, yeah. like I like the Men in Black movies I like Concussion mm-hmm. he did the Ali uh, I like Ali it was alright it wasn't the it wasn't the best but there's probably more Will Smith movies I don't like I like the Fresh Prince uh, yeah <laughs> but I do like him the Fresh Prince I grew up watching the Fresh oh, yeah. Prince but I loved I think I went and saw this because I loved Kevin Klein. I yeah. love uh, Kenneth Branagh and they had some good supporting cast uh what, Selma Hyatt was the flavor of the month at this yeah, time. She absolutely. was a lot of big movies. No, I'll tell you, um, you know, and I know <laughs> we haven't nailed anything down, um, but we were talking about the Halloween pod the other day. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. We came up with a great concept for um, the Halloween pod that we do that one of us picks vampires, one of us picks zombies, and one of us picks werewolves, and we each pick five movies from our own specific thing. I think that would yeah. be really fun. But I am legend. Was a good one. Uh, no, I didn't. No. I hated I Am Legend. Did be, you? Because oh, I, I love so uh, uh, the original, the one with Charlton Heston. Oh, see, uh, I, I didn't know that. I love that one a lot. What the hell was it called? I can't remember. Omega Man. Omega Man what that was what that originally was. Interesting. Yeah, and I love that movie. I thought it was really good, and I didn't much care for I Am Legend. But yeah, and I, I'm not sure that was technically a vampire movie. Mm, it's a stretch sure that it was, it was a vampire movie. Yeah, they were more like post-apocalyptic kind of creatures that couldn't go out in the daylight yeah but that's that's been and had big fangs and drank people's blood (laughs) (laughs) yeah did they they have I mean it didn't it had other other than that I don't think (laughs) no other than the I know know, other than the sunlight Oh yeah. Other than the sunlight element, I don't think it's a vampire. Yeah. No, that's all right. I was just saying. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and we can even just go ahead and move on from Wild Wild West. You know, he gave I, up we, pretty easy. Well, you know, I figured. You know, I, I vote. Yeah, we, Dave concurs. We uh, we, uh, we ran off on some tangents, and you know, if you haven't seen it, you probably won't. But I liked it. It's it's a gone fishing type. You can movie. get it at any used DVD store for a dollar. Yeah. We have to find somebody else for the twenty copies. I don't know about a dollar. <laughs> I think, oh, they're going to pay you a dollar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please yeah. take this okay. off our hands. Get this out of here. Uh, all right, Dave, what you got? All right. This Western kind of brought Western back into the limelight. Mm. Like, this is how good a movie can be. Nice. And it was Unforgiven. Oh, oh yeah. This is always going to be on the top five Westerns of all. Oh, the no, it really was so good. For me, you're totally right about that yeah. statement. Like, we saw I, it in the theater I, together, and it was blown away. Yeah, I, I really was. didn't have any interest in Westerns at all. People and think I saw they're that slow, movie. and then yeah. they are slow. But oh, if you, man, but that one. Don't avoid things because they're slow. I tell that to everybody. It's, it's like, like if you avoid slow stuff. movies, you're never going to see a submarine movie. You're yeah. never going to see a Western movie. A lot of good gangster movies are slow. Dramas. Yeah. A lot of like period dramas, yeah. mm-hmm. like Barry Lydon and some. I mean, those are yeah. slow ass movies. Yeah. I like the long character development. Yep. You know, 
And this wasn't a long. You movie. think I'd be this a bigger a Steinbeck movie. fan yeah. because of it? But. <laughs> well, the thing with westerns too is most westerns, other than maybe Once Upon a Time in the West, which is a great, uh, great movie, yeah. the Charles Bronson one, Una with, Volta. Uh, which is not on our list, but that's one of the few that I can think of that's three hours long. Uh, most westerns are two hours long, but they seem three hours long. Right, yeah. <laughs> that's, know, that's true. That is. is true. Yeah. yeah. And this one, this wasn't a long movie. This is probably two hours or 145. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you brought somebody back who really his whole career had been... M- made a name for himself originally, yeah. being a gunslinger, and yeah. that was yeah. the great uh, Clint Eastwood, which I've, yeah. I've got... I've got three movies left on my list, and I'll tell you right now, two of them are Clint Eastwood movies. Nice. Go I mean, ahead. they should be. They should. And they should be at the top of your list. Yeah. If, I mean... If you don't have Clint Eastwood or John Wayne on I, it... I, what? I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have I have one. I have yeah. another one with him in it. Yep. So I had two on my list. Yeah. But this movie was so good, and oh, the yeah. premise was great. I mean... It had uh, directed by Clint Eastwood. Yeah, directed by Clint Eastwood. At some point, Jimmy he Jackman, directed Hackman, Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Freeman. I don't know who played the, I don't know the kid, kid with the bad yeah, I don't know eyesight. The kid. I looked him up I'll recently. Look, it wasn't. He didn't do quick. a lot of whole lot of stuff. I love the guy that was interviewing Gene Hackman the whole time. Yeah, he was yeah. going to yeah. write a from story about him from True Romance. Yeah, he was really great. And uh, but the premise was these English Bob. English Bob. English. Oh yeah, Richard oh, Harris. Oh Richard Harris. Yeah, you got to mention Richard Harris. Oh, he got his ass handed to the original Dumbledore. He got his ass handed to him. Yeah. But basically, these cow, these out-of-control cowboys uh, cut up a prostitute in the brothel. Yep. Right. And... Got no redemption for the, them. The, they were like, these are whores. Yeah. We'll give you a whipping. A yeah. whipping? Well, that's all they get? No, yeah. they, and they, they brought him it. a pony. Yeah. They, like, gave him a whole free horse. Yeah. yeah. Like, but her face was all cut up, and she's like, she couldn't work anymore, apparently. Right. She was also from uh, True Romance. Was she? She was the one that uh, Christian Slater met at the bar at the beginning to ask if she wanted to go to the Kung Fu movies. And she's like, it's not really my cup of tea. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so the kid, well, the it was the Schofield kid. Yeah. And his the name Schofield was kid. James Wolvet. Yeah. I've never yeah. seen him in anything else. Since and he spells James J-A-I-M-Z. That's why we haven't oh, seen him before. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing, he's a rapper now. DJ yeah. <laughs> Schofield kid. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a simple premise. They The, the, the brothel, the women of the brothel, you know, had saved their money, yep. yeah, and put out a, a, a hit, put out a hit, yeah, you know, bring all these people to justice, yep. and that like a almost a game of telephone, you know, the uh, the story got like even worse, yeah. like they cut they her tits cut off, off, right, and, like, yeah. mutilated her, so, yeah. By the time it reached and. Clint Eastwood, you saw his home life. You know, he had his kids there. They were, they were just having a rough the time. Land and, and he was too old he was to be old doing to the do work it. that he yeah. was doing, so they needed the money, really. Yeah. 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 And Ned was his, his old partner his old from partner back in the day. And, yeah. and it, they alluded to the life they had. Right. Oh, they made were, it sound like they, they were vicious. Yeah, yeah they just were vicious. As vicious scumbags. as these other people, yeah. but, you know, they got out of it. And well, they and just were living. In my opinion, you have to be somewhat like. Above and beyond vicious to yeah. live that type of but life, you don't kill women and be and able to walk yeah, away I, from. I kind of got the know? idea that uh, where, did he it say that they killed women and children? Yeah, I've killed women and children. Yeah, but what his wife changed him. That his was, wife changed that was him, the right? Thing. And yeah. you know, so I think he was looking for redemption right. if he could help these women. Yeah. yeah, and so they make a journey off to go to this town. They pick up the kid. Pick up the kid. The kid's the one who brought the job to him, right? I think the kid showed up at his. I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And he's bragging after oh, yeah, all yeah. these people. Blah, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. yeah, yeah, Oh, and, and that uh, scene too, when he admits that he hasn't ever oh, killed kill anybody. anybody. Like, yeah. oh, man. oh, when he's drinking the whiskey. Yeah, yeah. you know. But w- during this whole thing, we're seeing uh, Gene Hackman, who's 
He's the who's, shit. Who's on the level? He's building a house. He's like, you seen his house? They ain't a right angle in that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's definitely a scumbag, but he's not as scumbag as some of these sheriffs can be. Mm-hmm. But you get that impression once uh, English Bob Bill? shows up. Is it yeah, little, little Bill? Bill. Yeah. When English Bob shows up, which has my best line where English Bob says, I thought you were dead, little Bill. He, <laughs> says, he says, hell, even I thought I was dead. Turns out I was just in Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he humiliates the hell out of Richard Harris yep. and just basically chews him out of town. Yep. Yeah. You know? yeah. Savages! You're a bunch of bloody savages! Yeah. <laughs> and they have, like, the first encounter is that they shoot the guy in the valley. Oh, that valley scene's awesome. Oh, like, it's my favorite really scene good. of the movie. Yeah, it really is. The guy was, I just remember the guy was crying. Yeah. And he, I'm he, thirsty, yeah, Will. Yeah. He's like, give that man a yeah. drink of water. Yeah. Like, Chris Eastwood's like, he's it, not a heartless bastard. No, yeah. He's like, but he's like almost annoyed by the screaming and the yelling. Yeah. For yeah. Crying out loud. Give yeah. him some water. I yeah. promise we won't shoot. Yeah. You know, and like, oh, it's just such a good... I'm dying, but you also boys. get That's when you get the impression that uh, that Morgan Freeman can't shoot as well, well as he think he, can, he well, thought he could. He tells him that he doesn't yeah. have the heart to kill. Yeah. You know? Like um, he's... Yeah. yeah. He's, and so I think that... Many at what point did they decide I, they he was going to just leave? Yeah. yeah. No, like, he did. Morgan yeah. Freeman Morgan just Freeman left. Morgan Freeman just left, but they, but they then got they him. But then him. they caught him yeah. and killed him and, and put, put his body out in, in front of a box. Biggest mistake they could ever do. Oh, oh, my God. One of the best gun... That end sequence, yeah. 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 The shootouts. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's like, what, are you going to shoot everybody in here? Like, Gene Hacken got pissed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, just you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you die first you or die something. You die first. Anyone who doesn't want to get shot, you better clear out the back. Yep. And a bunch of people around the back. Some people ran out the back. A lot of them stayed there. And it, I imagine it, if you've seen gun battles, and the the one with Sean Penn is a good one I like to use for it's examples. State of grace, yeah. Mm. Messy. They're super. All, they're always messy. Yeah. Nobody shoots every person in the head. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, boom, yeah, boom. yeah. You got if in the and one that can do, keep a cool realistic. in the one that can keep a cooler head. Yeah. And and remain calm under fire is usually the one that's going to win. Yeah. Right. You shoot the best one first, like he said. Yeah. And then you go from there. Who yeah. do you think is better? gunman than you and then you go next down the line right. and that was a pretty good shootout absolutely oh yeah and, and but it was it's just dark really dark and raining like, like and light oh rains. yeah it's very dark you yeah. can hardly see certain things and uh and yeah it was just amazing man i love going back a little bit the uh the scene where the kid does the shooting of the guy on the outhouse oh, in the outhouse yeah, oh, they're just yeah waiting for him to go out there and mm-hmm. uh clint eastwood's not expecting the kid to be able to do it and he's got that great line when he's off drinking he says hell of a thing killing a man you take everything that he ever was and I'm gonna get the line wrong but, That's uh, all right. but when he tells him that it's just it's brutal man yeah. did this win yeah an award I'm pretty yeah, sure uh, Gene Ackman won best supporting actor yep. yeah. and I'm pretty sure it, it might even won I think it won best picture Script. that year too did it hmm. yeah so it won several awards really fabulous man and it, it was great to see Clint very uh, simple movie. Behind, like uh, I can't even talk any more about it because yeah, I think yeah. we talked. Well, I'm going to go on to another Clint Eastwood movie then. Uh, I'm going to talk about this is a lot of people's favorite Clint Eastwood movie. I have a couple other ones that I like a little bit better just because of the time period and when I watched them when I was younger, it made a special impression on me. But I really am a huge fan of 1976 Outlaw Josie Wales. Mm. What's great about this is it had a lot of the Civil War stuff in it too. Mm-hmm. And this was one I watched really young, too, and there was some scenes I wasn't supposed to watch in it, so I was trying to 
parents tried to keep it from me. There was like a attempted rape. They scene did not succeed. Kept, they did not. <laughs> they weren't very good at uh, it. This was right. also the first movie that he did with Sandra Locke, who eventually became his wife, and he he put her in probably one or two movies too money. <laughs> she wasn't the best of actresses, but she was good in this. She was great in La Josie Wales. What did they not want you to see in this movie? Uh, there was an attempted rape scene with her oh, where they pulled okay. her shirt off and everything, and it was it was pretty. If uh, you want to keep your kids from watching movie, don't put the movie room. A hundred yards away from your bedroom. Yeah, yeah. With two doors that can shut. Yeah, and let them go, stay up and lay yeah. and yeah. all they want. That's how I watch Skinamax and all the Emmanuel, the Emmanuel movies at two in the morning. I know what scramble porn is. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, Outlaw Josie Wales, and it started. There's a lot of similarities between a lot of the Clint Eastwood movies, and uh, this was another one directed by him. And it started off really well, where he was. It was during the Civil War. And he was working on the farm, and his family was back at the house. And while he was on the farm, he could hear screams and gunshots and everything. And he, he ran back to his house as the movie started. And he gets hit on the head, and he's getting glimpses of his family being dragged out. And they literally rape and kill his wife, kill his children, burn the house down. And he is like, he buries him, and he's just sitting there by the grave. And all of a sudden, you hear some men come up to uh, behind him, and it's uh, John Vernon who played the chief of police in uh, Dirty Harry. He was also Mr. Big in, uh, yeah. oh, okay. in uh, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. He yeah. had that great deep voice and everything. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, believe it or not, he wasn't the major scumbag in this movie where he almost always plays a scumbag. But he was like, uh, he was like the, 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 the red. Uh, the Red Boots do this to you because this gang who was part of the uh, uh, the North. Uh, this, could have been these, a, this could have been a revenge movie. It, uh, no, it, absolutely. A lot <laughs> of these Westerns and the Clint Eastwood especially could be a revenge movie. My other one on here could be a revenge movie too. The, the, the guys from the North that did this wore these bright, bright colored boots that went from like the kneecap all the way down to the, uh, oh, okay. to the toes. So they were easily recognizable. <laughs> and oh. <laughs> Don't make yourself easily recognizable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. If you're going to do some hate yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, John Vernon's telling him, he's like, that's who did this and everything. And we're gonna we're actually uh, going after them and everything. And Cleesewood's like, I'm going with you. So he joins the uh, the Confederacy. And they show them in this like collage for about five minutes of them going through and doing all these uh, crazy things during the war. Well, then it quickly comes to the end of the war. And the South, there's only a few, uh, there's only a bunch of stragglers who have not kind of uh, uh, turned themselves into the North. Mm-hmm. Or, and they didn't really even have to. They just had to disband. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, in this, they certainly did. This was the like Civil one War of the, went this up was like an, long after uh, it ended. Yeah. <laughs> and this was one of the groups that went even longer after the Civil War, mm-hmm. killing people. So they finally kind of narrowed them down and everything. And they were like, we're going to turn ourselves in. Uh, they said they're going to treat us right and everything. And Sam Bottoms, who people might know him from the last picture show with Jeff Bridges, was in this. And him and John Vernon and everyone. And uh, Josie, played by the great Clint Eastwood, says, I'm not going in. He's like, they're, they're going to hunt you down. He's like, that's fine. They can hunt me down. I'm still going to go off and I'm going to look. I'm going to go rogue and look for these people. So they show John Vernon and everyone turn themselves in. They have to, And they're going opposite the north. And the north's giving them shit. And they're talking shit right back to him. And they're making him turn their guns in and everything and you find out that john vernon kind of cut a deal with the north that they would uh uh that they would treat them right and everything and that uh that even uh john vernon might work for the uh for the people of the north to uh to hunt down other kind of confederate soldiers and everything and while they're doing the talk 
you realize in uh, Josie's group there that turned himself in is probably 14 or 15 of them. Someone opens a covered wagon. There's a Gatling gun in there. Plows them all down. Oh, Kill, shit. Kills them all except for John Vernon and, and Sam Bottoms who gets shot in the, uh, in the shoulder. And... Uh, Josie sees this and goes down on there and goes right behind the Gatling gun and shoots the guy and gets it on the Gatling gun himself to start plowing down all the north. Oh, fuck. And Sam Bottoms comes up, shot in the shoulder, and says, it's a trap, Josie. He says, uh, John Vernon cut a deal. He says, we got to get the hell out of here. And so He sold his own men out? That's fucked up. He didn't realize it, though. He didn't realize that they they were going to kill everybody. He thought they were going to get a fair deal. I remember that scene. You get to see him uh, screaming at the North. He said, you didn't say that this was going to be part of this and everything. So you still kind of felt a little bit... That's like Lando. Yeah, it was kind of like Lando. (laughs) It was kind of like Lando. He he wasn't completely a scumbag, but he wasn't like uh, very honorable still. Kryptonite, you didn't say nothing. So Sam Bottoms and Josie get get away. And... uh, then the North guy puts John Vernon in charge of going find Josie uh, and everything. And it, he also they reveals that the uh, that the red boot guys are part of this group that are going to go with John Vernon now. And a lot of them, uh, you've seen the main guy before. He's, he's a scumbag in a lot of these. That was the great thing about Clint Eastwood and his westerns. He loved using similar actors, and he would use, like, actors six or seven times in movies. So you'd see one in Outlaw Josie Wales. You know you'd see him in High Plains Drifter, or you'd see him right. all, all over the place and hang him high. So it sounds like it was just basically Clint Eastwood versus an army and a gang together. Yeah. So that's a lot of people. Yeah, so yeah they, but it's fucking Clint Eastwood. It's Clint Eastwood. <laughs> and they put a huge bounty on him and everything, and no one really knew him by face, so every town he went into, he'd be hearing stuff. You hear the bounty they put out on this guy, Josie Wills, and they'd be talking to Clint Eastwood. <laughs> that's right, great. Yeah. Back in the yeah. day, you just, as long as you weren't there well. when they showed yeah. up, you could and get away with a lot. It oh, was yeah. great, and uh, he had come across this uh, carpetbagger at one point who was trying to sell his sell his wares. Uh, he was trying to sell this like bullshit elixir and everything, and uh, snake oil, snake oil, yeah, exactly. snake oil. Yeah. And Clint Eastwood was chewing tobacco through this whole thing. Remember, he's he's always he came across a dog at one point, and he's like, "Well, the dog might as well come with us too." And he has this little dachshund that runs around with him, and Clint Eastwood was constantly spitting tobacco at him and everything. But the carpetbagger <laughs> comes up to him and says, "Hey, you need some of this elixir," and then Clint Eastwood spits on his white suit and he says Does it get out stains oh shit that's <laughs> awesome there's a great scene where they have to go across the river and they go on this they bring the horses on this huge raft and it's one of those rafts you gotta pull across and uh-huh. everything and they get across the river and they could tell that uh, John Vernon and the men are re- right behind him and they uh, Clint Eastwood's like we gotta or, uh, Sam Bottoms and the Elixir guy's like we gotta get the hell out of here and uh the elixir guy ends up going off on his own, but Sam Bottoms is like, he's like, they're, we're not going to be able to outrun them. And he's waiting a long time and they get on that kind yeah, of man. thing. And at certain point, halfway across into the river, uh, Josie stands up and he takes his rifle and boom shoots that uh, rope. that rope and then they're just floating off on the nice. Mississippi or wherever the hell they are, and so he gets away of that Colorado point. Probably. But then he ends up coming across this Indian guy who's the river. In, uh, that really gets great when he comes across the Indian guy, and uh, he's like. Uh, He's like, I used to never be, I'm getting old, I used to never be able to get snuck up uh, <laughs> on before. And he, he's uh, really, he realizes that uh, Clint Eastwood means him no harm and they end up becoming friends. And he's like, I'll, I'll travel with you. And so he, 
that's when he's got the little dog with him. Now he's got the Indian guy with him. <laughs> and uh, Sam Bottoms. That's <laughs> a ragtag group. Right yeah, there, right? Sam, Tad, uh, Sam Bottoms at uh, one point gets shot, and he ends up dying. So he's got to leave him behind. But it's just one uh, coming across. One of the two, they're sleeping at one point. This is when Sam Bottoms was alive, and these two, like, this, like, uh, mountain men kind of rednecks come across him. And one of them was, uh, what was the uncle from Seinfeld? Oh, uh, Uncle, Uncle Leo. Leo. Uncle Leo. Leo. Leo yeah. Uncle yeah. Leo was one of them. <laughs> oh, And they got guns on uh, oh, yeah. on uh, Clint Eastwood. And it's one of my favorite scenes is where Sam Bottoms is, uh, he's already been shot. So he's kind of laying on the ground with the blankets on him. And uh, he pretends he's he's like, he's like, Daddy, Daddy, they uh, we got the gold. They're not going to find out about the gold. And then uh, Uncle Leo's like, what is he talking about? He's like, nothing. He's crazy. Don't listen to him. <laughs> he's like, I got the gold right here. And then uh, mm. they... Uh, pull off the blanket and uh, Sam Bobbs has his guns out and everything and yeah. ends up shooting Uncle Leo. And That's everything. awesome. Uh, there's another great scene where they're at town and everything and they run into the elixir guy they haven't seen for like 20 minutes and he's like, oh my God, it's Josie Wales and he said it real what? loud and oh, the bounty's already shit. out. So there's like three guys, three soldiers right there who turn their head and they see him and Clint Eastwood does his thing, man, shoots all three of them and Hell it's a great yeah. scene where he was like, he was like, how'd you know which one to shoot first? And he was like, well, this guy had had his hand closed, so I knew he was the first one to shoot. And then this guy uh, had a problem with something, and so he had reasons to shoot each one of them yeah. at the right time, so it was a really great moment. Uh, but then he ends up coming across one of my uh, other favorite scenes is he comes across this uh, this uh, this like old country store, and he goes in there, and he sees this guy like whipping this, uh, this uh, Native American girl. And treating her badly, and when he uh, when he gets in there, these other two guys that are in there just like playing chess or anything know that it's uh, Josie Wales, and uh, Josie Wales once again gets the best on him and everything, and uh, comes across the the Indian uh, guy that he's traveling with sneaks up on Clint Eastwood uh at some point just kind of for fun and said see i still have it and everything and all of a sudden you hear a click behind the old guy and he looks and it's the indian girl not realizing he's par- she's part of the group now too <laughs> like, god damn it yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome there's, there's another great scene where in the middle of the night uh clint eastwood hears some noises and goes over to where the indian guy is not realizing he's in the middle of having sex with the indian girl oh, and the shit. indian's like is there a problem and uh, clint eastwood says nope <laughs> he's like i guess i'm not as old as i thought i was and he says he just leaves him to continue and everything That's but funny. he ends up coming across uh uh what is it uh um a group of people, what do they call that? Uh, a wagon train. Uh, wagon train. People that are going across, yeah. <laughs> uh, a, pe- a group of people, and one of them Sandra Locke, and she's almost raped and everything, and uh, Clint Eastwood saves him and an old woman and everything, and now they're part of the group. So it's like this That I do thing. remember. Yeah, that part when he saves remember, their yeah. life and everything, and the old woman. And it, it comes down to this great scene where Clint Eastwood and, ends up meeting a whole bunch, and one of them is the bartender from... Uh, from Back to the Future 3. Strickland? No, the the bartender oh. who was like, oh, he you... just likes to hold it. Yeah. <laughs> How much has he had? He hasn't taken out yet. <laughs> so he meets him and uh, he ends up befriending that town and he shows up with a whole bunch of whiskey and everything and the town's thrilled to see him. And he goes in there and uh, uh, after uh, the whole gunfight where he ends up killing all the redcoats and everything, 
he ends up going back into the bar and uh, the guys, the guy from Back to the Future 3 is like, hey, these U.S. Marshals are here. They're looking for someone named Josie Wales. He says, I, I told them we don't have anyone to know around here like that. And they're like kind of wide-eyed with them play along yeah. and everything. And uh, this guy's with them and you see the great reveal too of a, a shadowed figure who lifts his head up and you can see this John Vernon's eyes. Mm. And you can tell that uh, Clint Eastwood's got his hand near his thing just in case John Vernon makes a move and everything. But John Vernon lets him go. He, he's like, he's like so you never heard of him, huh? He, he's he's like he's like I think John uh, Josie Wales was killed by a whole bunch of uh, the red shoe guys that came through here, and uh, John Vernon meet sees him outside, and he's like he's like I don't believe that story for a bit that, <laughs> that Josie Wales. He says I think I'm gonna go down to Mexico and I'll look and I'll see maybe that's where he's flee to, and uh, you could tell that he just lets him go, yeah, uh, and he's been through enough. Hell yeah. Uh, so it was a fabulous movie, man. And a lot of people's minds, I think it's probably their favorite Clint Eastwood Western was Outlaw Josie Wales just because mm. it was so dense with uh, material and all those classic uh, lines that come from it. So, yeah, that was it. Hell yeah. What you got for number two? All right, number two um, James Garner, Mel Gibson, oh, Jodie Foster. Can only be one thing. Graham Greene. Yeah. Maverick. I forgot Graham Greene was in yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, he's so yeah. great in it, too. This so was a movie I haven't Graham seen. Graham Greene movie you have? I know, right? Thunderheart. That's my favorite. That's great. Oh one. yeah, I don't that know if I call one. that a western. But it's maybe. not. Yeah, it's in a dusty. I mean, it's definitely. In and it's about Indians. Town. Yeah, yeah. And and it has movie. Indians. Yeah, we'll yeah. have to talk about that. Sixty-seven cents. Yeah, yeah, right. Now you can tell me how much change he has in his pocket. <laughs> yeah. Great Val Kilmer. Yeah. All right. So yeah, Maverick. Yeah, Maverick. I, I always. This was also based on a uh, TV, TV show series, yeah. that James Garner was yep. the original Maverick. The original Maverick. You know. So I haven't seen this in forever. I remember the great gambling scenes and everything, but you'll have to remind us about some of the great stuff in. Well, um, so he's on his way to go and play in this giant steamboat tournament that I, I Mel th- Gibson, yeah, yeah, Mel Gibson, um, who is Mister Maverick, um, and he like he I remember he has these shirts from Paris that he always has to wear and stuff like oh, yeah, that. He's very fancy. Yeah, yeah. Fancy lad. He's a puffta. I <laughs> love those fancy lads. Yeah, that's <laughs> my cabin boy line. No one got. Um, I haven't seen that movie in forever. When I return, I shall be a cabin man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. <clears throat> I quote that movie all day long. Yeah. I won't, but go ahead. But uh, yeah, so it, you know, it's a it's a gambling movie, and he uh, he's trying to raise all this money in order to make it to this tournament on time. Mm. And uh, he meets Jodie Foster in a poker game, and he he learns her tell very quickly. And so he racks up. He cleans everybody out, and, you know, he leaves the table. He goes up. Well, she comes up, tries to, like, steal her money back. And I think she does pickpocket it back mm. at some point. And so that's kind of their dynamic is going back and forth as they keep meeting up. They keep <laughs> stealing from each other. They eventually until, team up. Right? Yeah, yeah, until eventually they team up and they say okay well we're gonna go you know to this together and we'll both gamble and along the way he comes and he meets uh, up with uh, Joseph Green who I got Graham Green? Yeah Graham Green I'm sorry. <laughs> like his brother sorry. Joe? Yeah. <laughs> Joey! Um, and I gotta look up uh, Yeah there's probably a lot of great uh, uh, sub actors in this that I'm not even familiar with Well like really. yeah Alfred Molina. Oh I love Molina um, man. He's great yeah. and he's kind of like the his cowboy. Dr. Hawk himself Yeah right um, and also from uh, The Man Who Knew Too Little I love his role as oh, the, Boris the, the Butcher The Bill, Bill Murray, Murray movie? Oh, yeah man, I love that, that, that movie. Was a bad movie I love that movie <laughs> I just, I Diego just and Frida too I think Yeah uh, he's great I really yeah. loved him in uh, Identity Oh yeah, it's a great movie. I'm talking about. He was the doctor, right? Yeah, yeah. 
So um, I told you a story, not to go off tangent. Oh, go for it. I, I was in New Orleans. We're at a bar in the Garden District watching um, jazz. Yeah. And I think Marie was still smoking at this time, so we went out to the patio. We're drinking our drinks and smoking. And the table across from us, people getting really excited. Mm. And they're like, finally, one of them gets up and comes over. He's like, oh, I, I don't want to bother you. I know you probably hate it when people come up to you or something. He's like, but... You're the guy. You're that guy. I love. I love. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he's from New Orleans. Uh, the guy from Identity that was in the chair. The, the guy from Jacob's guy. Ladder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they thought I was that guy. No, that's awesome. <laughs> and I was like, I want an autograph. For, like for <laughs> half a second, I was gonna play it off, yeah. but I was like, I didn't know enough about this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he started going off on a tangent, I couldn't keep up. Right. <laughs> but oh, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. Um. But and the reason I called him Joseph Green is because. Uh, Sorry, because um, I can't is, remember. No, is <laughs> because, with a man. yeah, no. His character's name is Joseph. Oh, okay, um, we'll and, forgive that. Then. Yeah. That was the only way out of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked. Um, and so he goes to see him, and he owes him like a thousand dollars, you know. And he's trying. Maverick's trying to get the money from him, and he's like, "Oh, well, all I have is like you know five hundred And he's like, "Well, I need the whole you know amount now." So they come up with this scam that because there's this Russian who's there like. And he's hunting everything in the valley. And, you know, the Indians are, like, being his guides to go and shoot things. So they tell him that, like, you know, they have this sick brave and it's dishonorable to just die a sick brave. And it's, you know, if if you want to hunt him, you can pay us, you know, $500 and we'll let you hunt him. And... Mel Gibson ends up dressing up like the sick brave. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And, but, <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, he has his rifle and he's ready and he's like, no, 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 no. You can't shoot him with a rifle. You have to shoot him with this bow and arrow, you know? <laughs> and so he, you know, he tests it and he's like, okay, it'll work fine. And he ends up shooting the bow and it messes up his hand because then he takes the rifle once he misses with the mm. bow and arrow. And he takes the rifle to take the shot and he misses, you know, um, because it's all just a big con. Well, uh, he they make him think that he kills him, and he's like, "All right, you get out of here now. You you go, you go. I'll take care of him." And so they have this whole joke, and you know, he's like, "You know, he could have killed me. You know, why'd you let him use the gun?" And it turns out that the bow was like a left-handed bow, and he knew it would mess up his hand, so he knew there was no way he was going to shoot him. You know, and uh, yeah, it's just a great movie, like. Like yeah, because it had a lot of different elements in it. It had like the con type element. It had the gambling elements. It it was more of a fun kind of uh, western. Yeah, and uh, and it turns out James Garner. You know, they get to the poker tournament. We'll yeah. fast forward to the poker yeah. tournament, and uh, Maverick wins the poker tournament, and James Garner robs the boat. And <laughs> I they, do remember that part. Yeah, you know, and so like, um, so then the movie shifts to him going after him to get the money. Mm-hmm. So he finally catches up to him, and it turns out that James Garner is Maverick's dad. <laughs> you know, and uh, I'm your father. Yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> um, and then Jodie Foster steals the money from them. Yep. You know, and so that's why you can't be dirty That's why you can't. Yeah, yeah, you can't really be friends with, thieves? with other thieves. No, hell no. And that's the great thing about con movies. You see one con, you know that person's probably getting con. Absolutely, too. not a triple con, con movie. Yeah. I yeah. like them, but they make me angry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you put yourself in that element. Oh, like, oh man, I would be losing that oh, shit. <laughs> absolutely, that's awesome. Though, yeah, yeah, but I I'll just, have to rewatch it. I haven't seen it in so long. It was a fun movie. Yeah, it was a fun one. 
All right, Dave, what you got? Number two. I have one. I don't think any of you have seen this. Ooh. Uh, no, it's, this is the one you were telling me about yeah, earlier. I remember seeing Hostels. The, I saw the trailer it's for new. this. new. And I had seen, I, when I saw the trailer for it, I remember immediately telling you, I said, this is the movie we should go see in the theater because I think we would both love it. Never ended up going to see it. And I forgot about it until you just yeah. mentioned it. Um, Christian Bale. Yep. Uh, uh, Stephen Lang does a tiny scene at the beginning. Ben Forrester, who... Ben Forster's doesn't awesome. do enough stuff. I love that guy. Yeah, he's so good. The girl who, who Roseman Roseman Pike. Pike. Yeah, from was that her girl. name? Gone Girl. Yeah, yeah, she's really good in that. Um, two famous Indian actors that you see in almost everything. Yeah. that has a lot of like high level Indian actors. Mm. They're always in it. So basically, what it is is, and this is another one that's kind of like the Civil War because of the, the Civil War and the Wild West kind of intertwined oh, with yeah. each other. And once the Civil War ended, the U.S. government's kind of vision was to look towards Western expansion, mm-hmm. and yeah, the tra- they had to the clear. Being built yeah, they had to clear. Uh, probably eighteen sixty-five. Hell on Wheels. Yeah, does a lot about that. It's like well, sixty sixty-five s- is when the war ended. No, sixty. Yeah, sixty-five is when the war. Sixty-one to sixty-five is so the then Civil it was war. like the rebuilding and the uh, yeah extermination Ex- basically basically extermination. So. I don't know exactly what year this takes place, so probably 1890s. Because yeah. what had happened is Christian Bale is in like his 20th year of service wow. after the Civil War. Hey, you you make it 20 years in the Civil War. So doing well, the Civil War ended, but he kept yeah he, he kept on with the government, and his job was to was to knock down Indian uprisings, yeah. and so he hated the Indians, and it killed a bunch of his friends. And the beginning of the movie starts. Stephen Lang says, you know. You're retiring soon. Before you do that, your last assignment is to we granted this chief, Indian chief that had been in custody. Yeah. We granted him and his family like amnesty. Well, said yeah. their sentence. They serve seven years in jail. They get to go back to Montana, and you have to escort them yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And so he's it's like, "Fuck this!" He's putting like, a mouse in charge of the chief. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> "Fuck this!" He's like, "I'm." Not, he's like that, that guy. He's like, "I would literally watch that guy kill a bunch of my friends." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "I'm not doing it." He's like, "Well, if you don't do it, you're not getting your pension, Ooh. and it's really difficult for an age." <laughs> you hit my sweet spot. <laughs> <laughs> so he ends up doing it. He gets oh the guy from um, from Fargo the that was. They, him and his wife put their body in the freezer. Uh, which season? Season two. Uh, oh, uh, Jesse Kristen Dunst and the other Jesse guy. Jesse Plemons. Yeah, yeah, he's in it. Well, that's why it makes sense because the Black Mask guy is the guy who directed this. Okay, and remember he was in Black. That's Mask. right. Yeah, he was in it. He was great. So he he's gets, great in everything. You know, he's he's dating. He brought uh, Kristen Dunst to the Emmys. They're dating oh, did he? now. Yeah. Nice. Which is weird because they were husband and wife yeah, in, that, yeah, yeah. in that movie or uh, the TV show. And you know who was awesome in this? It played super dark. I didn't even realize it until I looked him up. Remember the stoner in Days and Confused that Roy had the Cochran. backward He was also from Black Mass. Hat. Also from Black Mass. Yeah, Man, he just uses the same guy. <laughs> so, great in Black Mass. So he basically, was, they take, they get their group together and they have to go. They get on their horses and they transport these. Yeah. And as soon as they get out of town, Christian Bale like stops the. the he's like, "All right, the circus is over." He's like, "Chain the Indian up." Yeah. He wasn't gonna hurt him, but he's like, "You're not gonna be act yeah. like a free man." Yeah. So, they immediately get attacked. By these rogue Indian tribe that the now he speaks Indian. Christian Bale yeah. speaks whatever dialect the I think they were Black Bear or Black Plains, whatever they were. But he he speaks Indian like half the time this whole entire huh. movie. Oh wow! And I I don't know what the authenticity of it. I'm sure it's pick something up. Yeah. So they immediately get attacked by this rogue group of Indians who the chief says they don't 
care about me or you or they just yeah. kill and raid. Oh, I, well, let me backpedal first. Um, the opening scene of the movie is a father like hewing wood and then Rosamund Pike in the house and she's teaching them about adjectives and adverbs mm. and it's a really homey scene. It's a nice wooden house. <laughs> you, know that. you know and, something horrible. And all of a sudden, right, like, yeah. like 10 seconds in, you see that five Indians on horses come riding up over yeah. and you hear the guy comes running inside. He's like, here, they're coming to get our horses. And so he gets outside. He gets like shot in the back with an arrow Oof. and then they scalp him. Hmm. Then they, the mother's running with uh, Rosen Pike's running with her two daughters. They're probably like 11 and nine mm-hmm. and she's carrying a newborn. They shoot the two girls running and they flop over and oh, die. Wow. And then she's running away in the woods and she's so hysterical, she doesn't know it. The baby got shot, too. And she's oh, just carrying fuck. the dead baby oh, man. In, in a blanket. All you see is blood. Yeah, you don't see yeah, anything. Yeah, but but she hides under the rock, and she gets away. And so the wagon train started out without her. And when they came upon the house that was burning or burned out, she was inside, and she's, like, rocking the baby. Oh, and, like, the wow. other girls were, like, in the bed pretending they were sleeping or something. And yeah. so she's obviously hysterical. Lost yeah. it, yeah. I had that Oof. scene in Hell on Wheels where that blonde girl gets chased in the woods by the uh, oh, Indians, yeah. too. It was pretty brutal. Yeah, also. man. Yeah. The, and so they pick her up, take her in the wagon train. They go, they, they get attacked by uh, that group of rogue Indians that killed her husband. Yeah. And they end up killing a bunch of them. And then... Want to lose a man? They get into the next town. That's when they picked up Ben Forrester, yeah. who was a deserter. Who they have to trans? They asked. He's still in army command, so they said transfer him to the next place you're going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're gonna hang him. So they transfer him. He's a complete asshole. He's like he he's, plays that well too. He served huh. with Christian Bale. He's like you did the same things I did. I don't know why I'm in yeah. chains and you get to walk around free. And he was mm. being that dickhead. Yeah. And he pretends like he's hurt. And the guy from Fargo was like, oh, let me help you real quick. And he takes his chains off him. Oh. And then they get in a struggle and he blows him away. The crazy thing is in the, is the guns they use in the Wild West, these are like 50 caliber monster guns. Yeah. Oh, a lot yeah. of the guns they had back yeah. then, they were like, you get shot, you they just You're saw done. your leg off because yeah. it just destroyed everything oh, in your God. leg on the yeah. way through. What's great about Ben Forrester, too, is you could tell that he hasn't even done his best movie yet, oh, and everything he does yet. is great. I loved mm. him in Hell on Wheels, which I might even have been able to put on this one. Pod. We haven't talked about it yet, that Wheels, Justin uh, Timberlake. Uh, Hell or High Water. That's that Justin Timberlake one, Alpha, uh, Alpha, Alpha, Dog. Dog. Alpha Dog. Yeah, that's going to be uh, – we're going to talk about that on our uh, – uh, we're gonna do an actors pod okay. that has somebody in there. Okay, because yeah. has that's a great one. That movie's awesome. Yeah. So basically, the guy also the chief has cancer. I think that's why he got the. So they're transporting him back, and they come to the. They finally get him back to the land, and like the landowner who stole the land from the Indians comes up and says, "You take that, you know, Indian off my land," and. He's like, I'm not going anywhere. And there's this huge, messy gun battle at the end. And almost everybody dies. (laughs) But it was a very slow movie, but you could tell that Christian Bale's... He always goes... He saw the side of the Indians, what they saw with the white people. Similar saw. So they had this very deep, like, understanding of the plight, like... They had both lost half, got like, all of their people. The Kevin Costner insight, yeah. almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just watching him. Christian Bale puts him puts in a hundred and twenty five percent when he. I bet he's goes an asshole, and he ever heard no, he I, is an he, asshole. He is an asshole, but but 
if you if he agrees to do your movie, you're gonna get. Yeah. You, sometimes you gotta deal with that type of thing. And I don't it, think and, I've never not liked I, him in anything. No, I liked him in everything. No, and I, if if the reason you're being an asshole is because you're that deep in the character, I have no problem with it. Right. Don't you know? get in a fist fight with your mom and your sister. No, no, no. <laughs> if, if it's like if something if it's something that you're an asshole because of off the set shit you do, that's one thing. But if it's like if it's like. Uh, Michael J. Fox doesn't want to deal with Sean Penn because Sean Penn is so deep into his casualties of war character. I, oh. I get that. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, you know what I heard the other day? I remember I said it to you. We we're talking about Vietnam movies. That was a true story. The casualty of war. One? Yeah, yeah. Well, I had I had said that. That's sad. Even though <laughs> I had said uh, at least that one wasn't, but it Oof. actually was. Oof, that's brutal. All right, so my number uh, two here, and this is a remake. And uh, I, part of me, I love the original. Uh, but for some reason, I think I'm going to go with the uh, the remake because I thought it was so well done. It was done by two of my favorite directors, and that's the Coen brothers. And that's True Grit. I love True Grit. We grew up watching uh, Rooster uh-huh. Cogburn and the old school John Wayne True Grit. Uh, and I, I, I loved it a lot. And there's a lot of uh, the homage to it in this movie, but it, they certainly create their own style and uh, do it completely different. And uh, have you seen True Grit, the 2010 one? Jeff Bridges seen, took it to yeah, the next You should level. definitely check this one out because this I heard it was phenomenal. fantastic. Really good. Um, I, remember, I remember my dad going and seeing it, and my dad's you know a huge Western fan. Yeah. Like I don't. Th- it's interesting. I was thinking about this earlier. Audie Murphy didn't get a mention on this, and I, I don't know much about him, but I know he's supposed to be mm-hmm. a big-time Western oh, guy. Yeah. Um, but my dad saw the new True Grit yeah. in the theater and said that it was better than the original. Yeah, it was better than the original. Which he saw, I think, in the theater. Yeah. So. The Coen brothers just don't do wrong. You know, Everything they do is fabulous. Yeah. And they, uh, they use the right actors for this. So we've got uh, the great Jeff Bridges, who has now almost transformed himself, his persona and everything he plays into that kind of uh uh old school westerny type guy like he, he did in hell he, high water or he that new one song that, that movie, movie that comes out next week that really? old that el rey movie the mm-hmm. battle of el rey where oh, really? he uh, comes in uh playing oh, that yeah. kind of western character too he's gonna be great in it but you've he also got MacArthur. yeah he could do a whole lot of that stuff man so he, his a lot of his great stuff hasn't even happened yet either but you've got um Barry Pepper is in this. Yep. You've got Matt Damon. Matt Damon was great. Josh Brolin was really Josh good. Brolin Playing was... a character you've never seen Josh okay. Brolin play. Slimy, Very scared. simpleton yeah. almost type of Dumb. character. Yeah, kind of really stupid. Yeah. Huh. But who else was great in this was the amazing Haley Stanfield, oh, who, who has become a music star. She's like huge. What does she do uh, now? She's a pop star. Like she's got like friggin' ten number one hits and uh, all kids really? love her. She's wow. she's right up there with like Miley like Cyrus a Nick, and Nickelodeon all. girl. No, she's she started doing. She was always doing major What's her movies. Name? Haley Stanfield. Never. Yeah, heard she of was. Her. This was probably the first time we saw her, and then she was in Ready Player One, and she. Uh, or, I bet. No, I bet was the, the movie wasn't Ready Player One. It was the other one. Uh, Hitchhiker's. I, I think game? it was Ender's Game. I think she was oh. in Ender's Game. Oh. I bet uh, her music's not in directed towards my tastes though. no but I, I like it because i listen to a lot of that stuff with my wife my wife will always put on that uh, whatever's popular. blame it on your wife uh, <laughs> no it's true i mean but she she listens to a lot of like uh you know cardi b and uh and uh i don't know beyonce and all that stuff anything that's played on the Taylor popular, Swift. uh anything yeah. that's played that's on the pop station that you just immediately turn on yeah, yeah is on there but a lot of her stuff's on there you probably wouldn't even know it same with that zendaya the girl from yeah. uh spider uh spider-man that you would never know she was a huge star until you've heard a song and you've like i've heard this 20 times i didn't know it was her yeah same with Haley stanfield but she 
really i think she got nominated for best supporting actor for this i know i think she was great i got she was amazing in this movie i'm like she gave a uh a performance that like a 40 year old should have given uh and not like a 14 year old like the scene where she comes in and deals with the guy with the horses mm-hmm. at the very beginning of the movie yeah. because what happened <laughs> he was so frustrated he was so and that's <laughs> like he was from king of queens he played yeah. doug's dad in it, and he was also in the gilmore girls and we've seen him forever he was been a uh, character actor for a long time but what happens is Haley Stanfield's dad is killed by this outlaw who's played by Josh Brolin. And she comes into town to take care of the affairs and uh, deal with the horses that were stolen from uh, from her and uh, two gold pieces were stolen from her dad. And basically she wants to get enough money together where she can hire uh, a marshal or some uh, um, – uh, body, not body, body hunter, hunter. Uh, body hunter Bounty to hunter. find, yeah, body hunter to find uh, Josh Brolin's character, and she goes into town, and that's where she deals with the guy from King of Queens, and <laughs> she's like, my father's horses were in your uh, uh, kind of uh, in stables when they got stolen, so you're responsible for them. You owe me this money. And he's like, I don't know you anything. He's in, he, she ends up talking him down uh, and belittling him. And this is like, how old are you type of thing? <laughs> uh-huh. uh, to the point where uh, he gives her exact – ends up she ends up threatening him with a, law, a lawsuit. And I'll get my lawyer to call and he'll uh, uh, give a, a writ on you that will uh, force you to do this and that. And he eventually gives her what he wants to uh, give her. He says, come back tomorrow and uh, I'll give you the money. And she she's asking around who has uh, who's the best person to hire, and uh, the the guy gives him like three names, and this is one guy, and his name is Rooster Cogburn, and uh, maybe he will be right for you. And she goes and watches him during his like uh, He's giving hungry. testimony at like a lawsuit and everything, or at uh, deposition uh, for a, a lawful killing, unlawful, unlawful killing, killing, and everything. And you get to see Jeff Bridges just be the man and do his uh, cool stuff. And he was such a big fat pig oh yeah i mean that's kind of like uh an alcoholic like he was just and gruff and, and, and that's how john wayne was and he was drunk through half the movie you know he was he was drinking that that big bottle that had the small little handle that he oh, would yeah. put his finger on and he would use his arm to lift it up to drink with it <laughs> that's how you do and, it. yeah back in the day and uh he was such a famous character the rooster cogburn to come in to do and so we she hired him to do it and uh then at first she was like uh she came across Matt Damon, and Matt Damon's like uh, ends up Texas Ranger. He was a Texas Ranger that's also after Josh Brolin, and they were like, "Well, we should team up and everything." And he, she's like, "Well, he's not going to hang in Texas. He needs to hang here." And I think it was like Arkansas or something like that. But he wanted uh, to try him back in Texas, but she wanted to try him. Ba- he wanted to try him back in Texas. He's like, "What does it matter as long as he gets Justin?" He says, "Well, it matters." So I'm sorry, you're not going to be involved in this. And she goes to Rooster Cogburn, and Rooster says, all right, we'll do this uh, after kind of complaining a little bit from it. Get me the money and everything. And uh, she says, well, I'm going with <laughs> yeah, you. And no. she, he's like, no way you're going with me. She says, no, I'm going with you. I mean, you're not getting all my money if you're going to uh, uh, protect my interests. you got to yeah, protect right? my interests, and I want to be able to see this happen and everything. So she goes to sleep and gets up in the morning and uh, <laughs> goes to his room, and he's missing. Oh, shit. And everything. And there's like a little Chinese guy is there with a note for her saying that he uh, says uh, – uh, you're not going with me. I'm I'm going on my own. I'll make sure I get this and I'll take care of it and everything. And she finds out which way she's going. And she <laughs> That's gets a good it. thing about the old west. Oh yeah, he's only three hours. That yeah, way. exactly. <laughs> so she gets on her horse, and it was a great scene where she just jumps in the water with the horse, and the horse like swims across the water. And on the other side, you can see yeah. Jeff Bridges yep. and Matt Damon there. Oh wow! And so you know that he's already teamed up with Matt Damon, and. Uh, 
it's a great scene where Matt Damon rips her off the horse and starts hitting her in the ass with a switch. Yeah. And uh, she's like, you going to let him do this? And uh, uh, Jeff Bridges is looking. He says, nope, I don't believe I will. And then pulls his gun on Matt Damon. Oh, wow. And everything and just kind of puts him in his place. So they end up, uh, at some point, they Matt part Damon with Matt Damon. I just remember him bragging a lot about how yeah. Texas Rangers are the best yeah. ever. Oh, and, yeah. So they end up parting with Matt Damon at some point, And there's a great scene. And it was it was a great scene in the original, too. In the uh, original, they came across these two kind of guys at this. Uh, and, and the original was during the day. But they came across these two guys in this cabin. And uh, one of them was Dennis Hopper. Yep. Super, super young. And there's a famous scene that yeah. I always remember from, the, from it where the guy gets super angry and cuts off all of Dennis Hopper's fingers. Oh, shit. Uh, and it was just like startling when I saw it when I was like eight. Well, in this, it was very similar. They show up at night and they think that's where uh, Josh Brolin's going to end up stopping into that cabin. And she ma- he makes her go up on the roof of the house and put a blanket over the chimney so it smokes him out. Oh, nice. And he, he's like, who's in there? And then they tell him who it is, and it's someone that uh, Jeff Bridges is somewhat familiar with. So the next shot is they're in there with him in there. And Jeff Bridges is sizing up the place. He's like, you're making a lot of stew just for two people. And one of them was the, the red-headed kid from Ex Machina, yep. who was also in the Star Wars uh, movies, The Force Awakens yeah. and The Last Jedi. And he's kind of the, uh, twitchy. The, uh, the twitchy Dennis Hopper one and everything. And uh, he's tr- Jeff Bridges is trying to get... Uh, information from and you could tell that the uh uh, and that's dead home uh gleason who you know brendan gleason Mm -hmm. from uh uh that's his dad in real life and uh you could tell he's got information that he's he's willing to share and the other guy's really pissed and he says you don't say anything to him he says you don't tell anything about uh what's going on and he starts blurting it out and that guy sure as shit like the original comes across and chops all his freaking fingers off and then uh shoots him in the uh in the chest and then uh, Jeff Bridges shoots the guy who, who chopped his fingers off. And while uh, the Gleason kid is dying on the ground, he's like, you got to save me. He's like, there's no saving you, kid. He says, I'll bury you. And oh. I'll, t- I'll tell your family uh, about you and everything if you tell me. And he's like, yep, uh, Roland's been here. He was here like two days ago. There's another gang showing up like later on tonight. And so they go back up into the trees basically on the hill and they wait for the new guys to come uh, by uh-huh. and you realize that uh they've got a prisoner with them uh dragged around behind them and it's uh matt damon oh wow <laughs> is that a prisoner and then uh jeff bridges like he's only got one eye in this movie mm-hmm. he's got like an eye patch he on. had an eye patch in the original, yeah, original. Too, right? it was on his left instead of yeah. his right that was like the only difference between it. <laughs> it's weird that they made that shift <laughs> we're gonna redo it but guess this yeah he's gonna have his eye patch on the other eye <laughs> mind blown <laughs> so there's a the great scene where Jeff Bridges starts taking him out from like uh, 200 yards out oh, yeah. and it ends up dragging Matt uh, Matt Damon and Matt Damon almost bites his tongue off remember Jeff Bridges oh, actually yeah. reaches Ooh. into his mouth and he says oh it's almost clear cut off he says let me rip the rest of it off ah, and oh, then Matt Damon's fuck. like no 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 oh, he yeah. keeps on doing oh, it I just remember that scene uh, so Matt Damon's kind of got like a slur through the rest of the movie yeah. he ends up being coming like a decent uh guy yeah, at, at uh, that point but at some point it goes all the way down to her going down to the river to get water for the horses and she just looks across and that's where james brolin's right across there and she uh she ends up shooting him in the shoulder but he ends up attacking uh attacking her grabbing her and like kidnapping her so now him and barry pepper uh have the girl barry pepper was a he was great he had like this horrible craggly in the movie but it's him. like the first time i had seen him since like uh saving private ryan yeah but it ends up coming down to that great scene where they're like across from each other in the field oh, shooting man. at him. That but, was such a 
great scene. Uh, another one of the great scenes, though, is uh, is she gets bit yeah. by a rattlesnake. Her oh, falling fall. into that. She falls. She ends up shooting uh, Josh Brolin. I don't know if I called him James Brolin. I did that in a previous pod. <laughs> Call him James Brolin for a while, but it's Josh Brolin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she ends up shooting Josh Brolin, and she the kick the back, kick to the gun throws her back and down this almost cave. Oh fuck! And right a in the nest down there, and the oh, rattlesnake hits rattlesnakes. her in the. Uh, Hits her in the arm or in the hand, and uh, Jeff Bridges has to leave Matt Damon and just like travel as fast as he can uh, through the night to get her to the town. And at some point, the horse can't make it anymore, and he's pushing her. He's like stabbing the horse in the side to keep it going. And eventually, the horse just collapses and dies. And he has to shoot the horse in the head. And it's her horse, and she's devastated to the point where he is literally carrying her body wow. across the field until he sees a house and he, don't you, don't he they, drops and shoots in the air hoping that the guy hears him and I just remember that at this point the movie cuts yeah, and you don't know what happened or not and you see her like grown up yeah. now, older, yeah, oh, and wow. uh, trying to go visit Rooster at like he's performing at the circus or something like that, or at uh, the <laughs> carnivals and that stuff. Right. But uh, she's missing her arm. She's like oh, uh, wow. you can tell that she lost her arm during the whole thing. She's kind of narrating it from there on out. But it's just a fabulous, fabulous. They the Coen brothers good can remake. do no wrong, man. Yeah, it's a fabulous. They really remake. can't do any when wrong. When you can do a remake, when one of the old school guys sees it and yeah. says it was better than the original, yeah. you know you can Oof. like take it to the bank. Damn. Yeah, and it, it was really well done. Really well done. So, all right, that's my number two. What you got for your number one? Last right. time around the table. Number one, going with the fun classic. Oh, boy. Back to the Future Part 3. Oh, good. We just had mentioned it. Uh, yep, he I'm... just likes to hold it. <laughs> I love that line. For some reason, that's my favorite line for the whole thing. Manure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I saw them on Twitter the other day. There was a great... There's a great... Uh, <clears throat> Someone posted something by Leah Thompson on it, and she's talking to the camera and everything. You don't know that the guy who plays Biff is behind her. Oh, oh really? wow. And she's at like some premiere or something, and all of a sudden he comes in the screen and says, Who's running this stupid theater? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, Holy shit, it's Biff. That's awesome. it's really funny. Clint yeah. Eastwood, that name will go down as the <laughs> biggest yellow belly in the West. Yeah. What's that on your moccasins there? Yeah. Nikkei. <laughs> <laughs> Look at them uh, pearly. White. Yeah. yeah. God, this was so great in movie, man. Yeah. Really it, great Western. It was so much fun. I, you know, to, what, that similar stuff that they carried over between all the movies. Oh, yeah. Like, like the manure. The, like yeah. the manure or meeting them in the cafe at the Strickland. Beginning. Strickland. Yeah. Strickland. Oh, yeah. my God, man. It's just so much fun. Yeah. And and that's what it was. I mean, of all the Back to the Futures, number three, except for the very, very It's one end. of your favorites, isn't it? It's one of my favorites. Yeah. I don't know why. It, I like all I three of them. I do. I like all three. And I can never get the feeling back from seeing the first one oh, yeah. at the first time right yeah which is probably my one of my favorite movie experiences yeah, yeah. yeah. but number it. three was great yeah so good. yeah um yeah and I, I mean so it's just it's back to the future marty has to go back to the 1800s i think it's is it to save doc or is yeah it, save doc yeah uh well, because he saw the grave he saw the grave and he shot over the matter of 80 dollars 80 dollars yeah. or something what, yeah. like that yeah, yeah. Um, and like all the Back to the Futures, you know, I have that like image the that grave, you're the, hoping is going to disappear and yeah. turn into something else if you make things right. Right, and if you if you fuck up, it does change to something else because at one point it says Clint Eastwood on it. You yeah, know? <laughs> <laughs> how funny is that? But yeah. I like how he, the idea that 
he hid the DeLorean in the cave. Yeah. And that it actually literally has to go like 85 years or something or 100 years before uh, uh, he's able to get into there. But it's like the next day to him. Yeah. You know, it's very interesting concept, yeah. that time travel. You almost got to have like a continuity expert on there. Okay, so if we do this, this yeah. is all the things that get affected. If you do this, this is all the other things that might get affected. Yeah. He's not thinking fourth dimensional. He says, yeah, I have a real problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he, when he shifts in time, He's going straight yeah. towards the movie screen with oh, all yeah. the Indians on it, and then when oh, he yeah. actually shifts, they're yeah. all there. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, really clever, man. Yeah, and uh, Mary Steenburgen is that who? Steenburgen, yeah, yeah, she was good. Yeah, this is uh, Ted Danson, who they're still together, man. I so I, oh, see, really? them, I see them on events all the time. They There's do a lot of great stuff. Together. A new show with him and Kristen yeah, Bell. Yeah, Kristen Bell. Yeah, it's supposed to be and good. I've seen a bunch of episodes. It's one of the most unique. Yeah, scripts. I loved him. In He's Born like to a death. demon in hell, and they just torment Weird. you. Do you ever seen Bored to Death with him? And I Zach Alfanakis yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Jason Schwimmer. Yep. Uh, hmm. right, very funny man. Funny stuff. Is I he high him. all the time? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's high all the time. And it, it's really great. And Steenburgen, and I loved her in uh, Last Man on Earth. I loved her in Last. That's Man right. So great yeah, series. absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it had those things with like he woke up in the morning and Leah Thompson's there. You're back it, in good old 1885. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 1885. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's right. McShamus. He sees. Yeah, like his dad. Him playing another, uh, so he yeah. played a different character. It's yeah. just the continuity between all these is what Absolutely. makes it great. Absolutely, ZZ by the time they the band, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and remember, um, he he throws the pie tin, and yeah. the pie tin is frisbee. Oh yeah, oh, that's you know? right. It's like where'd yeah, you learn right. how to shoot like that? Yeah. Wild gunman. Yeah, they show him do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, that's yeah. right. Back to Future Two. Yeah, or the uh, the when when him and Biff finally are gonna draw down. Yeah, and he drops the gun. And now High Plains Drifter was that from High Plains? Which Drifter? one? Which part? When he had the, the, the oh no, that was uh, Fistful of Dollars. Fistful of Dollars. Oh yeah. okay, yeah, yeah that's you when know, he watched, I, because he watched that number two. Yeah, yep. yeah. Oh, man, you know, it, did they? Did they? I wonder if they had three written when they wrote two because it's, I, it I was think they did, almost I think seems they started, like thereafter. That I think would be too many coincidences. To right. Not yeah. know. I think that was one of the first times that they went and started filming immediately. Right. Afterwards. Yeah. Oh, they were yeah. like, "This was a gold mine." Yeah. yeah. Well, and they knew it from the beginning. <laughs> Thank you, Eric yeah. Stoltz, for yeah. drop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There wasn't that long of a period after one to two, but there was a little bit long enough Between for long enough for Crispin Glover not to come back and for them Elizabeth Shue not to uh having to be replaced the original uh what's her name. Mm-hmm. Uh so those two are the two characters and if you look back in the uh now I bet they wish they had. Oh, Maybe sure. not Crispin Glover, but I'm sure the girl who played his girlfriend certainly wishes she had come back. Oh yeah. Because yeah. we don't even know her name. Yeah, now. I don't know her name. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know and then I I they have to. They use the train. The train, really to, good to get him up to. Yeah. Uh, the conductor was the bad guy from uh, uh, that raped and killed Clint yeah. Eastwood's wife in uh, uh, Josie Wales. One of the red uh, boot guys. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh, a lot of old school guys in that uh, in that bar scene too. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. a lot the of the old school. Yeah, the guy from uh, yeah, Green exactly, Acres. Yeah. 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 Green Acres. <laughs> I got twenty dollars gold on you. I got, I got thirty against, against you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, an yeah. asshole. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what he says. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. Just... The train sequence where they had to get it good and hot. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and even at the end, you know, which it wasn't like my favorite ending to that series, but I did like. Oh, how... I like the ending with Flea. They brought Flea back too for it. Oh, right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um. But you know, I. Uh, 
when they had the train show up lift off yeah oh, absolutely yeah, yeah. show yeah. up you know and then steam virgin and they're mentioned as uh uh what they name the kids yeah, einstein uh, or uh, jules verne or? jules and verne yeah, yeah exactly. it was exactly. yeah exactly <laughs> i love that um, stuff too where he's like courting mary steam virgin and everything and he's kind of saying stuff that she shouldn't even know about oh yeah that's right, right yeah yeah and you know it's just it's a oh, fun it's movie fun, and it's it's probably my all-time favorite western yeah it's really good i love how they he saved her from going in the ravine in the she gut. almost went into such and such ravine which was her name yeah that's right like, yeah. Holy crap. yeah that's right <laughs> yeah, really cool wow that's funny that's yeah. a good one how about you dave number one all right so this movie i have a feeling that this is a movie that i probably would have put on mine as one of my number uh yeah not my number this one is the movie that i make some food yep and watch this oh, is okay. another one of the three hour three and a half and hour maybe it's a great and there's i also can jump to different scenes yeah i love this and movie. play this and it also has the civil war element to it yep. but uh and then we'll probably one of our dad's favorite movies and, of it, all time. and it ended up being one of my favorites growing up i loved it man but uh the good the bad and the ugly oh. good, the bad and the ugly so good eli wallach man one of yeah, eli wallach's best movies man <laughs> oh the rope don't fit your neck ah yeah. we'll fix that right away yeah. <laughs> have you seen the good bad and the ugly I, it's so many great lines did you know eli like... wallach you know him from tough guys he was the old guy that was hunting them down yep yeah. oh he really so okay yep. all right he pretended yeah. he had a walker yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would he was the comic relief in this movie because you have uh Clint was. Eastwood was Certainly the good was. you got uh levon cleef from uh he, from escape from new york yep. mm-hmm. he's the one that uh put, put snake plissken in there, in there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah yeah and uh then you've got eli wallach playing one of the and they had a scam going they had eli wallach was wanted yep was wanted like every in town. every town for lots of money and it just kept getting more and more and more and so they i just like him when they were reading his sentences off and he's bored yeah and the old lady's <laughs> like <"Argh." laughs> and like so they would Hang them right, try, right, right before, before they'd before hang, they hang them, them. Clint Eastwood would shoot the rope down. Right, and the horse. And would he was ride always off. on a horse. So yeah, he would just take the horse off. Would ride off, and they'd, and split, the they'd money. split the money and keep. And then I remember he's like, "I'm thinking I should get more money because it's my neck in that <laughs> rope." He's like, well, "If you cut down my percentage, it's liable to cut down on my aim." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you knew the ugly was that scumbag. Eli Wallach was that scumbag that you knew at any moment he was going to screw over Clint Eastwood. Oh, yeah. And, there's and, guys that come into the room with the door. Yeah. And then there's guys that come in through the window. <laughs> yeah. He tried, they, to, he tried to get the better of Clint Eastwood during, he did. That, uh, during that parade when uh, Clint Eastwood was in the bath. Oh, the bath, yeah. but it was brutal when he, Eli Wallach finally captured him. Yeah. And then he's like, brought him to the desert. Yep. And he's like, we're going across there, 100 miles of hell on earth or yeah, something. He basically had uh, made Clint Eastwood walk in front of the horse. And uh, Eli Wallach drinking, drinking water the whole time while uh, Clint Eastwood was He like, had like lip balm. He was putting lip balm. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, he was doing that like uh, Chevy Chase. Yeah, Chevy Chase. Or Chevy Chase is squishing like, his mouth with it. Yeah. But yeah, he really tortured uh, Clint Eastwood in that scene almost to death. Where then, he was making them walk yeah, across the desert. But then they come across a rogue caravan, and they were just robbing the dead bodies in it. And one of the guys is not dead. Yep. And he gives starts, a little bit of information. Starts talking about we stole gold from the. They'll never find it. It's buried in the cemetery. And he's like passing out, and he's like, "I'm going to get you some water." Yeah. So he goes this and gets so him some water, and he comes back, and Blondie, Clint, which Clint is Clint's his character. Uh-huh. Is sitting next to the guy, and the guy died. Oh! But he told Clint. But he told yeah. Clint which grave. 
And oh, I didn't tell him what cemetery. Which like yeah. you would never like ten thousand. He would take him. you like five years to dig every right. grave up. Yeah. And so he knew the name of the grave. He's like Eli Wallach knew the name of the cemetery. Uh-huh. So then Eli Wallach was like, "Oh, don't die on me, don't die on me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Don't take too much. No good for you." Yeah. <laughs> but then he tries to takes him to this convalescence home that his brother ran, yeah. and like nursed him back to health. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I love you so much, but <laughs> Don't love that. He's like a brother to me. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> <laughs> but then they get uh, Rimbra on the way out of yeah, the... Yeah, they uh, get picked up by uh, by the Union forces because they thought they were... They were dressed in uniforms they had stolen. So, so they, they weren't They thought they were the South. They, they were wearing, the South was coming, but, yeah. then, cause they were all, but then they like... They look gray. They like dusted their gray jackets off and it was just dust and they were blue. Oh. Yeah. So they put them so in, they a, in a... Them. Yeah, they put them in a camp. But then... They meet up again with the bad. Yep. Remember, he was the... The bad is always kind of in and out of the group. Of the group. He was running the... He was a colonel or something yep. running... Oh, that torture sequence. Oh, he brings man. him in there and they start... The big guy beats the shit out of uh, yeah. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood takes some damage in this movie. Oh, yeah. It really takes Well, no, he beats... A, he beats Eli Wallach. He yeah. doesn't beat Clint Eastwood. Oh, that's right. Remember, that's Clint Eastwood right. comes in. He's like... He's like, if I beat you, you still probably wouldn't tell me, right? And he's like, probably not. <laughs> so they try they they keep trying to form alliances yeah with all three and then just two and mm. Eli Wallach and and what's his name and I love the scene I don't know why it's not the most memorable scene but they get break free and then they're going to try to get to the cemetery and they come upon a battle yeah scene with the bridge with the bridge yeah. And they meet up with the colonel, and the colonel's nuts. He's like drinking. Hey, have some of this. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna blow the bridge up. He doesn't. They don't want him to, but that's what he wants to do. And he shows them that. So they need the battle to go away. (laughs) So they sneak down at night and wire the bridge to blow up him and Eli Wallach. Oh shit! Just so that the two armies will move because the cemetery is like right. Oh right, like right on the other side. And that iconic scene oh, yeah. at the very at the, end. They're all at the graveyard. They show up at the graveyard and and, and they find the grave. Mm-hmm. Eli Wallach is digging. And all of a sudden, like, another shovel gets thrown down or yeah. something. And then they all show up. Uh-huh. It's all and three he, of them. Well, yeah. he pretends. Cause, and he finds out that that's the wrong grave. Yeah. And he's like, I know the right grave. I'm going to write it on the bottom of this rock. And he puts the rock in the middle of the like crackly ground like mm. arena uh-huh. and then all three of them and then they spend the next four minutes panning eyes yeah the eyes it goes <laughs> yeah, from one yeah, set of yeah, eyes yeah. to one yeah. set of eyes yeah. that's where the music cuts yeah. yeah I mean they use that music through the whole movie but that's right. the uh, yeah. dun 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 and they do the yeah. the Sierra Leone style yeah. like close up on the eyes yeah. and then the shifty back and forth yeah. and, and uh, he fucked with his gun remember yeah he messed with Eli Wallach's gun so he knew all he had to do was shoot, shoot the bad because yeah. uh-huh. when three people you don't know who's going to shoot at who first right and so but Clint East was a crack shot I just yeah. remember as a kid watching it and he shoots him and he falls in the grave that's already dug and then he shoots his this is he's like 50 yards yeah. away yeah. he like he shoots, shoots his gun. gun and the gun pops into the grave he shoots his hat and yeah. Yeah. pops into the grave I was like that's a bad motherfucker yeah, right, right there yeah. but then yeah, yeah. Wallach is yeah. so happy that he got yeah. him and then, then throws, you see the noose fly down on the oh, ground yeah. he throws the noose down on the ground uh-huh. and well when he gets the gold so he, yeah. he makes Eli Wallach dig up the gold and he's so excited and then they do that pan shot yeah. and he looks up yeah and the noose is the right noose there the noose is already up and so he's like He's like, um, he leaves half the gold for him. Yeah. He's like, you're right, this is half your money. But he, uh, he makes him stand. He makes him stand on the rickety ass like wooden cross. grave. It's cross. like a cross. Oh like, shit! And he's like, Blondie, 
<laughs> you yeah. know what you are. You're awesome. But then Clint Eastwood goes like 300 yards away and shoots the rope. Shoots uh-huh. the rope. He falls. So down. he. Makes I would have it. loved to see a sequel to this too. Yeah. Well, technically, this was One, the third. The third of the of the there trilogy. Was a, there was. Uh, a, there's actually Hang four High. Really. No. Uh, no. Fistful of dollars. Few, few dollars, dollars more. And the good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay. The technically, a lot of people like to put uh, "duck you sucker" in. Ooh, in I never even heard of that. That one. was uh, uh, James Coburn. Okay. Uh, played "duck you sucker," but it was done by Sergio Leone. A lot of the sets I see for this movie includes that one on there, but it's hmm. not really kind of connected. You're sneaking one in. Yeah. Basically, if you want to see the trilogy, you it's fistful of dollars, few dollars mm, more, right. and uh, good, the bad, and the ugly. But good, the bad, the ugly. I always thought was uh, way better than the other two, but. Fistful of Dollars obviously had that great scene where he wore the uh, the makeshift bulletproof yeah. vest. Yeah, exactly. From, yeah. from Back to the Future. So that kind of got famous off of that. Back to the Futures was first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I agree. <laughs> it, it is if you do the Back to the Future. If you do the time uh, jump. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my number one, and I flip-flop between two movies here. And it's interesting that I flip-flop between two movies because they're very similar uh, and they can almost be connected. They're both Clint Eastwood movies, and one of them is High Plains Drifter and one of them is Pale Rider. And it's an interesting uh, connection between these two movies because they both involve a stranger coming into town. One of them, both played by Clint Eastwood, one of them, High Plains Drifter, he's almost like an avenging demon to the point where both these characters... He's an asshole, uh, right? Later, later on, after these movies were, were made, Clint Eastwood revealed that they were kind of both played by ghosts. They were both ghosts characters, huh. and one of them being an avenging kind of demon, and one of them being an avenging angel. And High Plains Drifter, uh, Clint Eastwood was wronged at the very beginning of the movie, beaten and left for death, and the whole town watched it happen. So. Uh, he, yeah. he recovered, and then yeah. he came back into town, Sweet. and he yeah. pretended to be Going somebody. He else. pretended to be someone else. No one recognized him, and yeah. he basically destroyed the entire town and everyone's life. And this other one, what's the one with the painted all the buildings red? That was High Plains. Drifter, okay, which I loved a lot. But there's something about Pale Rider that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, and I watched it really young. This was 1985, and he came in also as a stranger, and no one knew his background and everything. But he was a priest. Or he was wearing the collar. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was really yeah. easy to get away with being yeah. a priest back then. <laughs> yeah, right. What happens is he rolls into this mining town, and you've got this uh, kind of simple, like uh, blue collared miners who are just trying to to uh, strike it rich in their mind. And uh, Michael Moriarty is in this, and Michael Moriarty was in the first season of uh, Law and Order. Uh, he's good he played he might yeah. even have been more in one season yeah no I think it was the first because he talked out about R- Janet Reno and they got fired they fired oh, him because oh, of it really yeah and they brought in uh, the guy from Newsroom yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. to be the main lawyer I can't remember Sam uh, uh, damn I can't remember his name Watterson Sam Watterson there you go and uh, so you've got the asshole group uh, in town, though, that owns the big kind of monopoly on uh, mining uh, things, and he w- they want to buy this one blue collared mine from these people, and they won't sell. And that's run by Richard Dicehart, who played the uh, he played the doctor from uh, the thing who got his arms bit off. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and the guy that's body bit his arms off is part of his crew. Oh, so shit. they're both in this together. And a super young Chris Penn. Chris Penn's probably 19 years old in this, probably right after At Close Range uh, came in. So they're all kind of the bad group. And they're uh, no one's everyone's afraid to even go into town and everything. And 
what happens is they end up going into town. Uh, Michael Moriarty has to go in town, and it's funny how it, he's leaving town and he's telling everyone, "I'm going to town." He's like, "You sure that's a good idea?" You know what happened last time you went in there. Also in this movie is uh, Jaws, uh, the guy from uh, Moonraker, really? also nice. from Happy Gilmore. Yeah, your your balls, your balls struck my <laughs> <laughs> He's really good in this too. He's part of that uh, the bad guy group. So Michael Moriarty comes into town, and they're immediately ha- hassling him. They call him the HUD, the the group that are the assholes that want to buy all the mining. And the way they're doing the mining is with some high pressure like hoses and water breaking down the uh, the, uh, the, the rocks and do. everything. And where in the small mine, they're just using sledgehammers and right. trying to strike it. At one point, Michael Moriarty finds a a nugget the size of like like half the size of a golf ball maybe and he's like this is the biggest thing i ever seen in my life this is awesome and so he brings it to town and he makes a, uh, a bunch of money off it uh, buys off a lot of his debt well he gets beaten down in town with these like uh they look like the axe handles without the axe on it just mm-hmm. that like hickory yeah. handles i've got one of those and everything yeah <laughs> uh, make for a good weapon to kill by your front door damn right uh, <laughs> so he's getting beat down and right uh when they're about to hit him again, Clint Eastwood grabs the handle Ooh. and like flips it around like a like a series like high school baton. ninja. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a ninja. So he ends up kicking all their asses, and uh, Michael Buriati brings him back to the camp. He says, "Well, it's I, I can at least offer you like a, a free meal and a cot for the night and everything." And his wife is pissed. You know, they don't know he's a, a preacher at this point. He's kind of kept his. Uh, trench coat on and everything and he bring him back and the wife's like we can't have him here you know they're gonna come after you after he beat the shit out of these guys and he walks out and they realize he's a preacher and they were like oh i'm sorry we didn't i didn't know you were a preacher and everything and he basically boosts the morale of these guys and uh rigid dicehart was out of town at this point and so all his other men are dealing with it so he ends up coming back into town on the train and they're breaking down they said did you get that claim from these people yet and he's like no you know they kind of Someone stranger came into town and he kind of like he, he kind of brought them all together and he was like he's like you let somebody come in there and he's like yeah well he's a preacher he's like oh my god you got a preacher to go in there he says this is not right he says we need to talk not to this guy preacher, <laughs> so they end up bringing uh, Clint Eastwood into town and uh, they Richard Dicehart wants to talk to him and he's like I'm willing to give you a thousand then a thousand a hundred dollars a head. And he's like, I have claim to, I got legal claim to there. And he's like, well, if you had legal claim, he says, you wouldn't be trying to bribe me. Right. Like, You've been used <laughs> it already. And, it, and he gets pissed. He realizes this guy's smarter than he thinks. And he's like, <clears throat> he's like, uh, well, would you offer him a thousand dollars a claim? And they all start laughing and everything. And he's like, we're not offering a thousand dollar claim. He says, I don't know if you know about it, but there's this uh, rogue marshal that has a group of men that I could call that will come in here and he will wipe them all out. And, uh, he, and, uh, uh, What's his name? Um, Stormburn or something like that. And uh, Clint Eastwood has heard of him. And he's like, he's like, Stormburn and his men are going to cost you a lot more than $1,000 a head. You better take it. Yeah. And everything. And he says, all right, fine, $1,000 a head, but I want my answer by tomorrow. So Clint Eastwood brings it back, the offer to him, and says, this is what they're offering. And he says, and this is what they're, they're going to bring in this U.S. Marshal and everything. And I... And they were like, do you know who he is? Do you, have you seen him before? And he's and, uh, Clint Eastwood's quiet for a little while. And he's like, I've heard of him. He says, but they mean business and everything. And they all like the fact that Clint Eastwood has kind of boosted the morale. And he's like, if they're offering us $1,000 head, you know it's worth $10,000 more than that. So I say we, we don't take it and everything. And he's like, all right. He said, that's what you're going to do. That's what you're going to do. And one of the guys ends up striking the claim and finds a nugget the size of a football oh it's shit. like the biggest thing you've ever seen so yeah. he goes into town 
and not realizing that that uh, that U.S. that Marshall and all his men were brought into town. One of them is Nitty from uh, The Untouchables, mm-hmm. and there's another guy that's super famous that was in Pink Cadillac uh, in a lot of the other uh, Clint Eastwood movies. And he gets really drunk, and he's sitting outside Richard Dicehart's like uh, uh, like office and screaming at him, and he's got whiskey in one hand and the big football-sized nugget in the other. <laughs> and then the U.S. Marshal, and they all look like they mean business. They all come out there, and they stand in a straight line. And he's like, my, my problem isn't with you. It's with the other guy. He says, yeah, well, you're dealing with me now. And uh, he ends up shooting the whiskey out of his hand, and he ends up shooting the nugget, and it cracks in half. Oh, shit. And he makes them dance in front of everybody, and they shoot at his feet, and then they end up just shooting him with, like, 50 bullets. And the final one, he walks up and shoots him in the head and everything, and they make him bring the body back and bring it to uh, Clint Eastwood. And uh, they know it's it's bad, man. So it comes all the way down, and this was my favorite scene in there. And... uh, it's weird. The guy that plays the main marshal was from Rio Bravo. He's the one that came into town to save his brother. Mm-hmm. That's who he was. He was really old at this point, though. And uh, earlier in the film, the guy mentions to uh, to Richard Dicehart, he's like, uh, he's like, what does this preacher look like? And he's like, he explains to him, he's got the deep set eyes, really tall. And he's like, do you know him? And he says, it sounds like someone I know, but it can't possibly be the person I know because that person's dead. So then... Uh, Clint Eastwood comes to town, takes out all the different marshals and everything. It comes down to just him and the other guy, the main guy in the main street. And when he gets really close to him, Clint Eastwood lifts his head up. And you can see that this guy recognizes him. He's just like, you, you. <laughs> and pull, reaches for his gun and Clint Eastwood just shoots him in the head. And they never explain in the whole movie how this guy knew him, <laughs> if huh. he was the guy that he claims he killed. But what was interesting about it and what really brings it uh, back full circle is there's a scene at the beginning where uh, Clint Eastwood is staying at the house with Michael Moriarty. He takes his shirt off, and you see this pattern on his back of all these bullet holes on his back. There's like six bullet holes all on his back in this almost arrangement where how the hell could anyone live through this? Right. Well, when he shot the guy at the end, he shoots in the same exact pattern. Really? Or it could completely be compared to him. So he literally shot that guy the same way that yeah. he was shot. So, That's awesome. Man, it was such a nice. great, fantastic movie, man. Hell yeah. So, yeah, Pale Rider always goes back to one of the ones that really struck me as a kid. So I loved it. So so that'll uh, that'll do it, man. Hell yeah. There's a lot more Westerns we could have talked about, and I know we left off. Uh, I know people are going to be pissed we left off uh, Tombstone, but there's a reason we left off Tombstone, and we talked about it two pods ago in our uh Bill Paxton pod. So if you want to listen to us talk about Tombstone, go check out that pod. That was I got the, one I left off for the Revenge pod. What's that? A movie. Oh, oh, you're gonna keep it a secret. No, um, the one with Sharon Stone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick of the Dead. Yeah. Awesome. I can't. That's a really yeah. good Revenge pod. That's right my there, fifth that's one. That's your fifth one. Okay. I can't believe that um, we left Cowboy Way. Cowboy Way was like, yes, take away. that was a Western, man. I love that movie. That was a really fun one. Was Tremors one. a Western? Yeah. Hey, why not? No, 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 no. You're going no far, I mean, it's a cowboy. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good ones, man. It's in the man. desert. And, uh, I'm sure there's ones we can work in, like I said, revenge pods or action or that type of uh, people that have been wronged. That That's always kind of a floating element that goes through all these movies, so... 
But I think that'll do it for this one. <laughs> it's Jaws four. Is that a revenge one? That's a revenge one. See, that'll be a it's hint. The shark's revenge. Yeah, right. Next week is going to be our revenge pod, so that'll be our teaser to you because we've got a uh, a lot of good uh, flicks that some that I'm super excited to talk about that we haven't because revenge is a great theme that goes through a lot of some fantastic movies, man. And yep. there's a lot of them you forget about, man. And I know once we do the pod, we'll be like, oh, I forgot about that one. That's oh, a yeah. perfect revenge one. But I've got a list of like. I like mine. Yeah, I got a list of like eight. Of them that i'm trying to narrow down to five so it'll be interesting what i can do before then but if you want to get a hold of us we uh you can listen to us on uh, itunes or soundcloud i assume you're listening to us on one of those right now <laughs> and uh we can be uh you can get a hold of us on fascinated with films on facebook and at twitter at dupree podcast mm-hmm. and our facebook uh, or our email is fascinated films at gmail.com we will get back to you immediately <laughs> uh, so yeah until you next time that. See ya. See ya. I was going to say like a Western <laughs> thing, like uh, Adios. Adios. Yeah. Yeah. Now, right? no. <laughs> no, that one. Which one? Wait, is there a good one there we haven't talked about? Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't think yeah. so. I'm hitting the dusty trail. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right, hombre. Clamp Eastwood is the biggest yellow belly in the West.